Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. This is Band from Ringside. Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, we have your crown jewel recap. Samoa Joe vacates the Ring of Honor TV title roman reigns and la knight put on a classic and shota umino and will osprey put me to sleep that way did i get that i think i got that mixed up no reverse those two <laughs> that and a whole bunch more tonight on the band from ringside podcast oh so this motherfucker got jokes this week <laughs> per use that's right <laughs> Ditches at 9 to 5, it's time to feel alive. Hello, Mark, so welcome to the Band from Ringside Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bill Vagy, a.k.a. Daxtose Intolerant. <laughs> Sitting directly across from me, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? On this day, I see clearly every beefer comes to light. And on that note, we know it. I'll ask the congregation to bow their heads as I read from the latest edition of the Band from Ringside Podcast, Volume Triple Three, Chapter Three, Verse Fourteen. Wow. And the good smart says, hashtag Boo the Heels. It's all good, baby. Listen, share, subscribe, repeat the Holy Trinity at BFR. Glad to be back. You know, you go on vacation, you have a great time on vacation, then you have to come back, and then the like hits you like you're right in the balls. I'm still getting kicked in the balls for the week, but we're catching up with wrestling. Good uh, crown jewel, even better power struggle. We're going to cover all that shit. Power struggle is legit. And out there in Portland, Oregon, we have Three Beers Act. What's going on, Three Beers Act? West in the house. Oh, man, I would love to gush about seeing Dynamite live in Portland, Oregon last night, but I didn't go. So. What up, turd? <laughs> no, I was saying hit the Zach button where he, he says he loves Monday Night Raw. Oh, no. Oh, no. I changed it. I changed oh, it. Oh, you did? Yeah, I got a new one on there. I got Dirty a new drop on there. Dirty motherfucker. Look did, at them. I'll tell you what, though. That crowd last night was hot. So um, They really were. Portland Portland had a good – Portland showed out last night. It Was it, was was, it the second time they've been there? I don't know, but it was the well, live – second time the state was there. It, it was, was the liveliest the Dynamite year. crowd had been in a while. The largest too. Uh, last time they came, they were in Veterans Memorial, which is where like our minor league hockey team plays, which is next to the Motor Center where the Trailblazers play. But they did Rampage and Battle of the Belts, and I didn't go to that show either. But it didn't look very good, and it turned out being very good. This one looked good and was good, uh, but I run D and D on Wednesday nights, so. And sitting to my right. Whoa, 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 no, no, whoa, no, whoa, no, whoa. no, 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 you are not. Back. No, you are not. Back no, that back. No, yeah, get get him. No, you are not. Just going to throw that out there. I've and always then we said, just move along. listen, I've always said that I don't know anything about Dungeons and Dragons, but it seems like the type of thing that I could really get into. So, Zach running D&D on, wait, you run D&D on Wednesday nights? I do, yeah, every Wednesday. When did that start? Uh... Uh, probably like before you lost your virginity, <laughs> dude. We're, th- th- this is a wrestling podcast. <laughs> there is no making fun of anybody for anything. <laughs> Nerdy, get him. <laughs> so when did that start, Zach? About six weeks ago. Oh well, that's fun. Uh, the, are you called? Are you called like the dungeon master? Is that right? 
technically, yeah. I mean, they, they a lot of people these days call <laughs> call them game masters because dungeon master sounds a little suggestive. Yeah, yeah. you think? <laughs> uh, like 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 BDSM type stuff? You think? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. I'm the. But you're yeah. also into BDSM though, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. And your Halloween costume was shit. Yeah. So <laughs> oh, I'm dead. So. Okay, hey, good. Um, did you have a good time at Dungeons & Dragons last night? It was awesome. See, now, this is a guy that better. does what the fuck he wants. This is the king of his castle. He hosts Dungeons & Dragons because he wants to. He hosts a wrestling podcast because he wants to. We do not begrudge this man. Check out the Dungeons & Dragons podcast on the Visionary Goal with Media Network. What would the Dungeons & Dragons podcast be called in the band from ringside? You know how me and Jason always talk about band from courtside <laughs> being our NBA podcast? What would the Dungeons and Dragons be called? Banned from having sex. Ouch, dude. I mean, come on. It's a dry spell, okay? I'm allowed a dry spell, motherfucker. God uh, damn. A little thought, but maybe uh, banned from the table. That's like, it's always just like, it's a tabletop RPG. So you got to talk about your table in the sense of, um, that's like the community. I'm intrigued. I want to get into it. I could be a Dungeons and Dragons guy. I could be a game master. I could be a dungeon master too. <laughs> <laughs> Horny Thursday, we're back. Sitting to my right, we have. What up, turd? Vice. <laughs> What's going on, Vice? <laughs> Man, I had a, I had a funny story, but this Dungeon and Dragons thing just fucked it all up. <laughs> Let's just start talking about wrestling, please. We're sitting here in beautiful St. Charles, Missouri. Bo's friend Jerry is along for the ride. He's just sitting there hanging out in the background. What up, what up, what up? Uh, he's saying what's up. So without up, Jerry. further ado, <laughs> let's get to that three count. One, two, three. JCB, kick it off. Uh, let's talk around you. Um, one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven match card plus a impromptu Miz TV. We'll start at the top. Uh, Sammy Jane, Sammy Zane. I'm sorry. In the dark match, defeats JD McDonough. Nothing really to talk about here. Not a huge surprise to me though. Somebody picked JD McDonough, but we'll talk about that at a later point. Opening in the show, you had the title match. Well, one of the two title matches: Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre. Uh, for me, the the two biggest intrigues of this match itself number one could judgment day come out and make some havoc and in this case i mean when i say judgment day i mean more rhea ripley and number two would damian priest come out and possibly cash in on whomever the winner was in one case the answer was yes the other case the answer was no now the match itself i thought was good i thought Drew and Seth, I think they have the, a really good chemistry. I don't think there is a match that they can have that can be bad. Hell, they had a great match in the middle of the pandemic. So, I mean, in that scenario, you know, and I'll have to always give them credit. They got us through the pandemic. Obviously, Drew McIntyre won this one. For me, I never thought that Drew was going to win this. But there were times where, you know, it was a little bit of a tease where, Getting ready to hit the Claymore, missed it. I'm thinking, okay, Rhea Ripley's coming out. Rhea Ripley's not coming out. Ultimately, um, Seth Rollins tries the Phoenix Blast, missed it, and ends up setting for the Phoenix. For the finish, Seth retains, and then 
almost immediately the next question comes out. Damian Priest comes out with referee. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, this is as good a spot as any. This is a perfect spot. You know, this makes sense. And then it's the, oh, I want to cash in. You know, yeah, I'm ready to cash in. Why are we even having a discussion about this? You need to be co- – there shouldn't be – are you sure? Yeah, motherfucker, you see me down here with new referee. There's Take only this. There's only one reason that I can think of because, yeah, this is a – Yes, it's silly how they do it every time. Every but, time. But wrestling traditionally plays to the worst seat in the house, right? You're supposed to play it big to try to make the worst seat in the house. I mean, that's traditionally how wrestling is. Okay. So just on the on I'm, the K, on the K just, K-fabe style K-fabe of it. Style. That's just devil's advocate shit though. I'm gonna play the same thing with you on that devil's advocate and I'll kick it to three beers so he can talk about this shit. If you have money in the bank sense of urgency is the utmost importance you cannot fuck around because you have a window of opportunity small or big as it may be even big e was like fuck it i'm a baby face i'm coming down here this month glassley over here just you know busted up and shit i'm coming down and getting mine even Big E was not above coming down and taking advantage of the opportunity presented itself. That's all I'm saying. Zach, what do you think about the opening match? I thought it was absolutely killer. It was, um, you know, pretty indicative of what you would expect from a, a WWE kind of pay-per-view style match. Uh, these two guys have pretty much perfected that style. And ding, the crowd ding, ding. was super into it by the time, you know, with the kickouts and the double downs and all that. Um, yeah, it was the best match on the show by a long shot. By a long shot. I agree. It was it was match tonight. Um, yeah. I mean, I couldn't say it any better than Zach did. It, it was a WWE style pay-per-view title match. Between two guys that do it as well as anybody. Certainly Seth Rollins does it as well as anybody. Um, the thing is, and it, you know it's going to be WWE style. So there is a ceiling to it. And I just I just never, it never really grabbed me though. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, I liked it. It just, I, it just, I guess, I, I guess I'm not, not that big of a McIntyre fan. I don't know. This matchup is just... Damn, just kind of boring. To can me. we can we put some respect on Drew McIntyre's name? I, I respect the shit out of Drew McIntyre. It's just you know, I don't know. Uh, 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 oh, we've seen that, it before. That, that was a, How about that was this? About How about the this? backhanded compliments I've ever heard. How about this? We've seen it before. Oh, oh, okay, I guess. I mean, I just, I just, I guess, I see Drew McIntyre as someone that is should always be. At the top of the card, no matter what Zach, show he's on. Zach, uh, what did you think about Damian Priest's uh, appearance at the end of this? Uh, did you buy it for a single second? And what did you think about Sami Zayn coming out and thwarting the opportunity? Um, I did. I was actually a little deflated because, um, just like last week, I was saying that they needed uh, a shakeup, right? And that is this show did nothing to shake up the scene at all. Um, it was just. It was just a show. It was vibes. And as far as like the crown, yeah. As far as the crowd goes, uh, or as far as like the crown jewels in general go, um, it was fine. It was not the best crown jewel. Uh, it was not the worst crown jewel. Um, 
because the Brothers of Destruction did not wrestle. Mm. <laughs> or, or Goldberg. I was about to say, we didn't drop Shawn Michaels on his fucking head. So, I mean, you know, there's always those, you know. Logan Paul so- actually saved Ray's life <laughs> at one point. Twice. 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 <laughs> he, is, he is alive today because of Logan Paul. We'll get to that in a bit. Um, th- I, I was kind of bummed out by this match going first also. What would you want to go Ball first? From here. Well, th- I mean, Cody versus Priest could have gone first because then the Priest cashing in would have it would have popped me. I would have been like, oh, well, this can happen now. Like if Cody would have gone over Priest in the curtain jerker and then in the fourth match you have Drew versus Seth and then you have this angle where Damian Priest comes out because what's Damian Priest going to do? Cash in, win, and then face Cody later on? It, I never bought it for a second. Fair. <clears throat> Uh, what was next? Uh, fatal five way for the WWE women's title. Rhea Ripley defending against Raquel Rodriguez, Zoe Stark, uh, Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax. Um, mm, mm, mm. I'm going to let that one go. Um, this has just been the, basically boiled down to Nia Jax versus Rhea Ripley. The finish, I thought we were going to see another Roman Reigns. I'm stacking these bitches up, and you can count whomever i think it was zoe stark literally. at the bottom literally i'm stacking the zoe stark and actually zoe stark was on the top she slammed her on top of raquel who was underneath somebody else doesn't even matter you she know the end have of the story. Four of them. that's what i was hoping she was getting ready to do just to be like you know i'm going to squat if we're going to squash the division do it the right way just stack chicks one on top stack, of the other stack, stack two up here stack two back here put your feet on two of them and your hands on the other <laughs> one do a push-up <laughs> while you're pinning them that's how much better rhea ripley is than everybody else, else in this, this match. match horny thursday <laughs> no, see, horny you took, fucking no, thursday you took it a whole different way you, I'm envisioning the push-up, man. You over there, you know, I'm doing just all it would have been badass. Uh, yeah. Zach, what do you think about this match? Uh, it was there. It was uh, pretty choreographed. And um, I wasn't, like, super into it. So um, might have been uh, tuning out a little bit. I was also uh, moving this weekend. so Oh, I, that's I right. I forgot you were moving. This, like, How'd the move go? My favorite. Uh, mostly okay. Uh, there, was, uh, there was some stuff I can tell you about this. Uh, kind of hilariously, um, like, ridiculous as far as uh, obstacles put in my path. But, uh, yeah, uh, long story short, I didn't get to watch this until late Saturday night. But I did get to watch it laying in my bed that I managed to put together. I'm in just a internet set up and everything just a bunch uh, so, of boxes around yeah it was just literally my bed yeah and then my tv like per, like perched precariously on a dresser and up against the wall the uh, so it wouldn't fall over and yeah. um yeah but i love like the saturday morning vibes and usually it's like, such a chill situation like portland on the weekends like like people don't fuck around in the mornings and stuff they're not doing shit like you go out <laughs> and like the fucking roads are empty nobody's up uh, they hand so out like, weed. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fires in the night before, so uh, usually like it's like super chill, uh, and um, the move took that away from me. But uh, that said, I was very tired, and I was kind of like catching up on shit, um, like on my phone and stuff. But I I really tuned out a lot of this match. 
Uh, yeah, I, I echo everything Zach said about the whole moving thing and where he watched it in Portland. <laughs> but everything else he said, I agree with completely. <laughs> you wasn't even in Portland. God damn. <laughs> and like, like he'd help move, too. <laughs> like, hey, Bill, can you help me move? You'd be like, uh, um. Real Ripley's on top. Hang on. Give me a second. Anime is sick. <laughs> what is next? I'm busy, buddy. I'm busy. <laughs> Upset special alert. John Cena versus Solo Sokoa. Um, didn't think it was going to happen. I said it just to be brazenly to say it. Choosing Soa Sokoa, I would have probably gave it maybe a 20, 25% chance, probably less than that now, if you'd actually told, asked me right about then. What about a complete destruction? Clean. <laughs> Wouldn't have guessed it in the world. Nah. And that's when I was just like, he hit him with the second one. I'm like, okay, go ahead and pin him. Go ahead and pin him. And he's starting to walk around. I'm like, oh, no. Uh, and I'm in my head, I'm like, this is where we're going to see Super Cena. And now he's starting to get mad. And he hit him again. Then hit him again. They hit him again. I'm 12. like, God damn. I'm like, now I'm like, okay, now I'm feeling a little bad for Cena because he gets catching this work. Yes, that, I think that was <laughs> catching work. I think that was the point that you're supposed to feel you're bad, bad for, for yeah, Cena. And, and I think a lot of this is, you know, those who are not like me, those who are truly John Cena fans that truly believe that he's the GOAT. That's, I think, what this is more directed to. For me, it was not a true passing of the torch, but this is what, like I said last week, it was supposed to happen. For Joe, John Cena fans, this is shell shock action. This is not Dude. supposed to be going down by any stretch of the imagination. Zach, where you at on it? My my favorite part is he took 12 finishers or whatever, uh, just got his ass completely handed to him, and as he leaves the the stadium, Michael Cole says, John Cena truly is the greatest of all time. (laughs) (laughs) I was getting ready to say, uh, no. (laughs) All right. So, um, I didn't bring the notebook out here, but I know what happened. Jason had a perfect prediction week. He called this and he called the women's, uh, heavyweight championship between, you know, but, um, I want to say that I, I thought that Cena was going to. I thought that Cena was going to win. Uh, Zach and I both picked Cena. I did not expect it to happen this way. I'll say this: nope, it, I did. It's the best way it could have happened. This was the best. This actually was surprising, um, and it puts Solo Sokoa over huge. Uh, becoming the longest in the line of the Anoa'i family to beat the shit out of John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> Umaga, Rikishi, The Rock, Roman, we and Solo. We passed that around like a joint, nigga. Who next? No, but uh, but I think that's ultimately what you said is to put Solo Sokoa over to where now. And I want to see what his- John Cena's next match is now. Apparently the rider strike is over. You still, you, we might be not seeing John Cena for a while. Dude, which is he ain't even, going out like that. No, I think. <laughs> yeah, honestly, go away for a while. Honestly, I can see him having a WrestleMania match. Fine, don't yeah. come back into WrestleMania. But this just re, the longer he goes away is the more and more it just reinforces the killer, the monster heel that Solo Sokoa is going to be. Were you able to watch this match without it having been spoiled? Uh, yeah, I wasn't spoiled on any of this shit. So. Uh, I was not. I was surprised at the finish. Um, the uh, 
just, I mean, it was over the top, right? Like so many finishers. Um, you can look at it either way, either that he just like absolutely destroyed him in that school or that it took way too many of his finishers to actually put him down. Um, really, it seemed like he was just gratuitously putting him down because it wasn't like he kicked out of him. No, no. So, he, he was just getting fucked up. It was yeah, great. It was uh, great. He's yeah. getting murdered. Yeah, it was awesome. Okay, so if you have... We don't have to hear him for, what, like a month now? If you if you have Freddy Krueger on the ropes, you just don't stab him once. You stab him 12 times. You got Michael Myers, you know, on the run. You don't stab him once. You stab him 12 times. John Cena is the boogeyman. How many no, fucking... Not. How he's many not fucking times he's have we seen... can Sam. I mean, they get the same haircut, but whatever. <laughs> How many times have we seen John Cena come back and power out of this and come back for the dub? Too many, many. times. Yeah, but it's not- you put you stab that motherfucker as many times as it takes to lay down and stay down. Man, John Wick doesn't shoot anybody once. Thank you. No, he does double taps. This is a lot of Samoan spikes, though. This fucking ruled. I'm really happy with it. Is that why you said John Cena sucks, or you just was that when you just saw him immediately? You just that's your just visceral reaction. No, that was Murray that put that. That was Murray that initially said that. He said John Cena sucks. You was, followed up. It was not me. I followed up. Okay. But yeah, on the side text. Yeah, I was gone from the house, and Murray starts talking about shit. And I'm like, hey, dude, just, <laughs> just so you know, I'm not watching it right now. Y'all motherfuckers blowing my shit up on the way to Casey. I'm like, God damn it! Murray, I know you're listening, and you were right. that You were just saying John Cena sucks. It's not a spoiler, but it felt like it was moving somewhere. (laughs) It felt like anything anything could have happened at that point. Okay, that's what I'm saying. If you don't want John Cena to win, you don't want anything, you know, remotely breathing that air around you. That's why when Cena's down... By the fifth or sixth, I was like, oh, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, it was Damn. good. Uh, what was next? Next up, we had the Miss TV segment. Um, what it, was next after that? Uh, yeah, I was getting ready to say, basically, this is going to be a, a slow baby face turn. We'll talk about more about that on uh, Raw with uh, their uh, triple threat. I'm sorry. Uh, Logan Paul versus the aforementioned Rey Mysterio for the U.S. heavyweight title. I'll just say this. You already stole part of my thunder that Rey Mysterio was saved not once but twice. Logan Paul is might be the next part-time champion. That's what it feels like he's going to be. But he's he feels like he has that it factor. Whatever that it factor is, you hate him because of this reason. You like him because of that reason. There's no There's no real people that I can think of that sit on the fence with Logan Paul. Either you like him or you don't. I'm on the like him side of the fence. I think he's amazing heel. He's just getting better and better in the ring. Watching him press Rey Mysterio. Granted, Rey Mysterio isn't like, you know, 300 pounds, but the press slam any other human being to me is a feat amongst itself. I think Logan Paul is going to be a great fucking heel, even though I did, I will say this, and I'll kick it to whoever wants to take it from this point on. When Santos Escobar came out and stepped on the uh, the brass knucks and then picked it up and then ran off one of um, Logan Paul's boys out of the ring, why would you, and this is kayfabe style, why would you put the brass knuckles on the apron and then run off? Why wouldn't you take it with you? Do you have an answer for that, Yeah, Zach? 
Uh, either A, you're dumb. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Um, yeah, this uh, listen, Logan Paul's really cool. Um, uh, it's hard to not be hyperbolic about how good he is. Uh, being just like basically off the streets. Um, he saved Ray a couple times. I loved how he won with the brass knuckles, and then he went up to Ray afterwards, and he goes, I was just doing what I had to do to win, man. He's like, I know you get it. And I was like, that's fucking cool for a, for a heel to do that. I know what you did. I do not, man. I do nothing. But for the heel to come he up does. and acknowledge it to him, I mean, I thought that no, was. He, no, he totally denied it. He, he that says, was the, a legend. I love you. And then yeah, but he, he, but he, he totally said, denied it. But he said, I just did what I had to do to win. I know. But he, he was, and then Ray was like, I know what you did. I know what you did. He's like, no, nah, I don't know what you did. I don't know. I didn't do anything. They, there is a contention, a bone of contention of what happened. Logan Paul is like, I ain't do shit. Ray's like, motherfucker, I know what you did. Okay, Logan Paul, this should just be a stepping stone for Logan Paul. It's, All right. Well, no. That, that's, Get away from the LWO. No, I think the, the, the biggest part, at least in my head, is that brass knuckles were left for a reason, that Logan Paul took advantage for said reason, and that ultimately he, Santos turns on Ray. Now he called out Bad Bunny. <laughs> What? Yeah, he called out Bad Bunny. He said he wants to fight Bad Bunny for the U.S. title. That that would that would make so much fucking money. Do you know Bad Bunny is performing at the Super Bowl? Yes. What if they did Logan Paul versus Bad Bunny as the Super Bowl halftime show? I mean, that is such a dream. That would be that would be the fucking best <laughs> thing in the fucking world. Now you're stuck watching wrestling, bitch. They hold, have no hold, fucking choice. Hold on. Yeah, so that would be fun. That will never happen. They will have Bad Bunny out there doing uh, okay, a couple, all a couple right. songs. A couple no, of no, no, his no, little no, songs. No, 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 no. What if they did it for... A couple the, of his top 40 hits. What if they did it for Royal uh, Royal Rumble Weekend or whatever they do uh, in February? I think it's uh, Elimination Chamber in February? Yeah. What if they go down to Australia and have a fucking Bad Bunny, Logan Paul match. What songs does Bad Bunny do? Does he do, do like... Oh, fuck, well, hold on. What are you asking? Apple bottom jeans. <laughs> <laughs> is that Bad Bunny? <laughs> yeah, we're going with that. So Bill is still not learning new slang. <laughs> and clearly new music. Shorty got low. <laughs> They don't even have to fight on the on the halftime show. All or right. if he just comes out and calls him out and is like, you want this? Uh, I had to explode. Oh. <laughs> Jason, uh, please, oh. Steelers, don't make the Zach, what do you think about Logan Paul being the U.S. title holder? I think it's a great idea. I am, like, words cannot express how upset I am about how much I enjoy Logan Paul. Uh, like, he's one of my favorite wrestlers yeah it's pretty and yeah it's he's every single match that he has is must watch he's at yeah and every single one of them's been awesome and he's only had like five singles matches and they've all been great um he's super athletic he's a delight to watch at the ring because he doesn't just have like an established move set uh, also because he's only done so many matches you never really know what he's going to do i mean this dude like was channeling the ultimate warrior he did like the rope shake and the big splash and the and the, the press uh the military press um like it's just hilarious like you have no idea what's gonna happen uh it's so fun logan paul god bless that dude i mean 
get great Mysterio. I'm you know, there's sorry, a word. You know, there's. Just, do, I do. don't. I don't really believe in the Mandela effect or shit like that. But there may, there could be a dimension somewhere in the universe where this year's WrestleMania is Logan Paul versus Will Ospreay. Oh, oh, come on, man. Come on, <laughs> chill out. <laughs> I'm going to need you to the fuck oh, out. <laughs> like sli- sliding doors, you know, hey, like man, just I'm a like- couple decisions that were made differently. <laughs> we could be looking at a Logan Paul, Will Ospreay, WrestleMania match. Okay, okay, you talking like that. If, yeah. if so-and-so did it's this. It's going to end with a low blow. <laughs> you better not. I swear to, I'll, look, Will Ospreay's going to go, and I'm just going to go sidebar for 30 seconds because obviously we're going to talk about him later on. Will Ospreay oh, yeah. is going to go wherever he wants to go. If he goes to AEW, fine. If he goes to WWE, fine. If we get a dream match and Will Ospreay's in it and their low blow is even remotely oh, ending on. the match, I'm going to lose my fucking shit. <laughs> that was a joke. No, you uh, did this with AJ and Nakamura, and you did it multiple times. I didn't I came do it with No, I'm just saying. You mean the Royal you. Vince. Yes. Okay. If, if you want Pro, to be specific. pronouns, pronouns. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna call a motherfucker out. Vince did that multiple times, and I still came back watching it like a dumbass all three times. Triple H, I would assume, wouldn't do this Vince move, but you never know. This is still the umbrella WWE. Speaking of sliding doors, like there's a sliding door somewhere. There's another dimension somewhere where Stone Cold's big. Uh, big phrase that made him super famous was, my pronouns are, I just whooped your ass. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I was getting ready to say, wrestling would be a lot different in 2023 with some promos. I'd say some motherfuckers would not make it for shit. Man, I'm going to think about that joke for the rest of my life. Uh, <laughs> Bro, don't break your arm, pat yourself on the back. Jesus Christ! Next Wh- up, William Chompa over here. <laughs> no, you know how like every like hack comedian is like like Roseanne like was like my pronouns are kiss my ass. It's like oh god, and then like every like Republican senator you see on Twitter like in their bio it says my pronouns are try me. It's like God, you fucking lame motherfucker. <laughs> that is so fucking lame. Shut the fuck up. Uh, try me. That's that's great. I'd love to see that. The, the guy with that shit on their bio, I'll be like, oh. <laughs> My pronouns are, I just whooped your ass. Bill, Bill's pronouns are, come find me. <laughs> yeah, if I was like an unfunny hack, that's what I would say. <laughs> Again. <laughs> All right, what was next, Jason? I'm like, wait, who's going to dunk? The ball is in the air. Somebody just dunk it. <laughs> Next up, you had Bianca versus EO Sky for the with the, with the other women's WWE championship. I said last week that I was kind of hoping that EO would get a clean victory, and that was just wishful thinking, knowing that Bailey was somewhere afloat. But then the recurring Kyrie Sane. Uh, definitely takes that at little theory of mine, wishful thinking, and kicks it in the balls. I'll just say this. If we're going to do, and I'll give Michael Cole credit, he did make one mistake that still is kind of glaring. I don't know what happened to that. We'll talk about that here in 30 seconds. In this scenario, he had to remind me that Bailey was the one that took Kyrie Sane out of action. So her coming back to... Yeah, help. I never, never would have remembered. I would have never remembered that either. So her coming back and 
bumping Bailey aside, attacking Bailey, whatever you want to call it, to help EO retain, I guess to me is the, the crux of the story. Is this baby baby face Bailey getting ready to return, or is she just going to mm-hmm. go her own way? I don't know. And ultimately, I, I don't care. We're talking about everybody but the one person we're supposed to be talking about, and that's the champion. You know what? I didn't even think about Bailey going baby face. Oh, God. Uh, what what you think, Zach? You know, what's so funny is, uh, like, just a few years ago, never would have even considered Bailey being heel, and she's really good at it. <laughs> she's a good heel. She's she's way better at being a heel than she is a baby face, if you ask me. She's really good, though. Um, what do you think of the match, Zach? Uh, annoyed by her. And so, she's annoying and that's better. Or did you like her as a baby face, too? I'm sorry. You were cutting off there. Say it again, please. Oh, did you like her as a baby face also? Or did you uh, like her as a heel because she's, she's annoying to you? I, I she's more she's annoying to me as a baby face. She's not annoying to me as a heel. I think that she's a really natural heel, and um, yeah, I mean it really kind of is a testament to how good she is. That now the idea of her going baby face just almost sounds impossible. I'll say this: I think that she could do it if given you know the right storyline to where you see you feel some sort of sympathy for Bailey. The fact that she did do both to me makes me think that she could do it. You just have to somehow make her feel vulnerable in some form or fashion where fans want her to you know, succeed has, again. You know who have super babyface movesets? Kyrie Sane and the EOS guy. They, they do not have heel movesets. Um, no, we, we about to see them be here hey, in a little bit. I appreciate the attention to detail. I wouldn't have remembered the Kyrie Sane thing. but I like, totally forgot about them it. Them coming out and saying it's like, oh, okay, so they're telling a story here. Yeah. You know, there's something, there's something, there's a there there. It's somewhere down the line now. Like I said, for me, ultimately, it it still is going back to EO Sky and where I'm feeling like her time on the clock as champion is ticking and this has not been, I won't even say impressive. This has been average to, well, maybe above average at best. I mean, it's not... It's not what I'm expecting. I'm not saying that no. the heels are not supposed to get help. I get that. They're heels. That's what they do. But damn, one if there is one person that they can beat on this roster in WWE on the women's side clean right now, it's Bianca Belair. Yeah. She's Teflon. What was next? Main event time. Uh, Roman Reigns defending uh, skipped, the <laughs> skipped Cody Priest. Oh, I did. I didn't even write it down um, for obvious reasons because yeah. you know what was getting ready to happen. That's your analysis. Cody, yeah, didn't write it down. Um, well, I mean, come on. That's my analysis too. Let's let's be real for thirty seconds. Up to when it gets to this point, is Damian Priest going to win? No. Okay, what, Zach. What do you think of this match? Yeah, I mean pretty much exactly what I expected and I yeah it was fine those guys are good wrestlers and stuff but the top rope Cody Cutter was cool yeah it was it was it was appearances for Cody and Damian Priest towards the top of the card show him some love here you go Saudi you get all of our WWE superstars for the uh ridiculous price they paid for for the one show so all right now we can get to it Main event time, Roman Reigns versus 
LA Knight for the yeah. undisputed WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. The second thing I was oh, going to yeah. say about Michael Cole, uh, his commentary, it was interesting when Roman Reigns was coming out. They always talk about the length of time that he's been <laughs> WWE champion, and it, it, it's bo- it bores some people, and I totally get it. But he said something, or he admitted something this time, which, which really interests me. Bob Acklin is the guy that is in between, I think it's Hogan, Backlund, um, Bruno, somebody else. It's it's numbers where we're getting ridiculous at this it's point. It's two Bruno Reigns. Two Bruno Reigns. So it's Bruno. Um, he's, he's within reach, reach of Bruno's of, shorter one. But Bob Backlund has been omitted. Okay. So I'm like, okay, so are we trying to get Roman Reigns up this ladder? Because there's no way he's getting Bruno's record. Let's just get that off the table. Three or four is about as high as we can go. And the third spot is, I think, Hulk Hogan, correct? Okay, that's like 1,400. So, I mean, that means he's going to go through uh, the rest of this year. And then then somewhere next year is where he drops the title. September. Okay. It shouldn't even be like this. This number is ridiculous on its own. When it hit 1,000 days, that's ridiculous. Whether you want to talk about how many defenses he's had or not, whatever the case may be, that's the only main argument about the 1,000 days. Totally get it, but it's it's not those 80s, 90s days of wrestling. It's 2023. 20, Roman's going to do what the fuck he wants to do, and Vince and Triple H is going to allow him to do it. So this is the landscape you have to work with. I just don't want Bob Backlund to be omitted on this run where the number oh. is supposed to be the deal. That whole thing was about Bob Backlund? Well, no, it's about, the, <laughs> it's about the fact that they're trying to make this streak as big as humanly possible so when whoever breathes it, probably Cody Rhodes, it's going to be a huge fucking deal. Oh, he's you know he hasn't lost in blah 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 days. Cody Rhodes is going. Whoever takes this mantle is going to take this mantle and take all that comes with it, which is fair. But let's not make this streak okay. bigger than what it is. Right. Just let this shit play itself out. Don't make Roman. You know we you shoehorn him into this point. Now let's not make it worse. What do you think about the match, Zach? <clears throat> Dear Mr. Backlund, I wrote you, but you still ain't calling. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, Zach. Real good. That's real good stuff. Uh, um, The match uh, was a total snooze fest uh, because I think I stole that from you, actually, Bill. Um, Honk shoe, honk shoe, motherfuckers. (laughs) Um, Nobody expected LA Knight to win. Uh, B, LA Knight is very charismatic, but he's not necessarily great in the ring. And C, um, it was the same match that we've seen every single time Roman Reigns has wrestled, which is very memorable because it doesn't wrestle that often. The only like difference between him and Evil is that he doesn't wrestle like multiple times a month. It's just the same up. shit. Man. So, yeah. Yeah, Roman is, he wrestles like he's in the house of torture. Whoa, whoa. You're right. Whoa, hang on, nigga. Y'all, That's a really good point. Y'all y'all going off the reservation on this shit. Um, this match sucked. This match was just not what I was looking for. Uh, 
Roman matches are must-see because they're so rare and because the crowd is always fucking super crazy for them. Um, and Roman's, he's got the charisma thing. That's, like, all he has. Like, I've been beating this drum for a long time, and I've been kind of, like, kind of people are trying to shove me off my soapbox. And I'm like, maybe people are right. Maybe I should just jump off. And then I watch a match like this, and this was a tip. This was, like, a fucking tough enough match, except fucking uh, L.A. Knight just sells in the corner for minutes at a time as Roman walks around the ring and, and gestures and grimaces at the, at the audience. It's like there was nothing to this match. Nothing. This is boring as shit. We got to call a spade a spade. I'm not saying that. Yeah, I, I literally turned it off halfway through. Like the main event, because I was so tired. I was like, I just need to go to sleep. And I watched the last like 15. I couldn't stay up for the last 15 minutes of it. I just turned it off. I, I hear you. Two seconds, Vice. I hear you call a spade a spade. I'm going to hold you to that later on down the line. I'll say this. I wasn't expecting this match to be five-star, four-star, whatever. This is just a bridge match to whatever Roman Reigns was going to do next, whatever it's January, February, whatever the match. case may be. It's a fucking – what did you say last week? That this was going to be – or something between you and uh, Two Beard, why don't you all say this is basically a house, house show, show match. so that anything could ha- possibly happen? So there you go. Okay, good. I was right. You know, I settled down into the couch. I smoked a bowl, and I was like, this is the only match that I really have to see. Let's see. You you put way too much stock in a predictable-ass match. That sounds like a you problem. I watched the first two matches, and then I I watched the first two matches. I had to leave, and then I saved the rest of it for later on that night. And I sat down, and I was like, man, this is super fucking boring. I'm not. I'm not going to disagree with that. It, it was a typical Roman Reigns match without the without hearing the commentary from Roman, which to me is a part of why I like Roman Reigns matches uh, post ah, during this bloodline run. That point, I'll give you that match was what it, what it is what it was whatever. It's going to win the beefer for biggest honk shoe of the year. <laughs> You don't have to remind me what a honk shoe is so I can vote on this properly. (laughs) Oh, bathroom break match. Okay, my bad. No, I'm falling asleep. Okay, bathroom break. Sour match. Sour match. Same thing. He turned into Otis for a minute. (laughs) I don't understand a word he said. Sour match. Okay, fair enough. I'm fucking sleeping. I'm falling asleep during that match. Okay, fair enough. Um, And then I watched fucking show to Umino and fucking Will Ospreay like the next day. It's like it's like it's two different art forms. Maps of Hawaii everywhere. Look, I'm not disagreeing with you on that. I'm just saying this was what it was. Nobody thought that LA Knight was going to win. This was a chance for him to look good. He looked okay. Fair. You know what you got now. All right, and Roman retains. It's he doesn't win clean. Anything else to say about this? No. Um, like I said, uh, WrestleMania thirty nine and a half. You know, it was what it was. It, it you know didn't live up to the height to like WrestleMania thirty eight and a half, WrestleMania thirty seven. <laughs> but it, I'm kind of glad I w- I was actually not watching this live because I'd have been stressed about you know getting this in before actually going to work, but. It worked itself out. I watched it later, and I'm glad I did because, you know, it was not necessarily must-see TV. Zach, give it a letter grade. Mm, 
plus. Wait, what'd you say? Did you say C plus? C. C as in cunt. Oh! Whoa! <laughs> Jason, what letter grade do you get? Uh, I'm, uh, I'm going C-. This is... Uh, the solo stomping John Cena out saves this motherfucker from really getting pissed on. <clears throat> uh, I look at this pay-per-view and I say... What up, turd? <laughs> <laughs> this shit was a D. This shit was a D. This shit sucked. <laughs> God damn, dude. I got to be real. No, no. Motherfucker, I want you to be real. I was just going to say, once again, that Swerve Strickland drop will never get old. If I pass away tomorrow, please continue that motherfucker and giggle the, just as hard as I do I think every single time. I think he's heating up will go away before that. I think that's the uh, only keeper. <laughs> oh, but okay. One, Listen, one before the other. Okay, and, fair. And I will say that this is that's unprofessional bullshit needs to make his it need it, unprofessional bullshit. If that's gone, <laughs> it's a fucking yeah, tall I got, stack. I got, I got to bring that one back. Listen, this is a this is a rarity for WWE these days. They've had really good pay per views, and uh, it was a clunker. Tough to watch. It was a clunker. Uh, no big deal. They'll rally back. Yeah, that's going to say Survivor Series is around the corner. I expect them to do, you know. They're keeping the lights on. Yeah, they'll, yeah, they'll be fine. <laughs> uh, let's get to that two count. We're not smoking corn or smoking corn or snorting corn on a table, on a pay-per-view, <laughs> dropping deals. Two beer. NXT's like, what? They got that money. <laughs> they got the money. They're like, we can do whatever the fuck we want. We did what? Two beer. We got seven up white All girls right. and cocaine. Two beer. What's the two count? Uh, two count is uh, A-Dub. So um, not going to go through Rampage, but uh, honorable mention to the opening match. Uh, if you were like me and you were able to watch while you worked this week, we had the time. Um, El Hito Del Vikingo, Penta El Zero Meadow, and Commander had a pretty sick little three-way mm-hmm. uh, to open Rampage. And uh, Trip Retta and Daniel Garcia actually had a pretty good main event. Uh, this is a nice wrestling, but um, that's about all the time needed unless you guys have anything to say about it. I watched Rampage, and I enjoyed Rampage. It was uh, it was definitely worth watching. No, the, uh, the the curtain jerker was just like, okay, how the fuck does this happen? I mean, but okay, yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. I was a little surprised that Trent lost to Daniel Garcia because Trent's getting ready to wrestle shingo this weekend for the never title so i would think you would want to keep both guys strong but then when matt side Gar- got a paycheck Look, man, yeah, Matt side out goes out there for 30 seconds worth of work the new baby we getting that money <laughs> say, when keep, daniel garcia decided that he wanted to challenge mjf that's when i was like okay now this starts to make much, a lot more sense so in that scenario it was what it was but no to me rampage was the curtain jerker for sure what was next <clears throat> Uh, so on Collision, uh, Collision opened with Swerve and AR Fox, and they had a really, really good TV match. Um, pretty heated, uh, honestly, because of their, you know, recent history. They were teamed up, and then that went by the wayside um, for real-life reasons uh, that caused the storyline to split, uh, which is a bummer for AR Fox, but they did have a really nice match where A.R. Fox lost like he always does. I don't think I've ever seen him win. Oh, come on, man. 
AEW. Um, I saw him lose to Naito at Southern Illinois University of Edwards. Well, that was pretty good. Uh, um, uh, yeah, uh, I really liked this. The only problem I had is that there was no Hangman page. Like, I mean, the dude was literally in your house last week and or maybe like two weeks ago at this point. There hasn't really been any. There was follow-up on Wednesday. Tearing finger paints off the fridge, man. Okay. <laughs> Ugly ass paint. <laughs> I'm like, damn. Um, I really like the beginning of Rampage, how, or the beginning of Collision. How they they always have those guys cut the promos. You know, I especially liked yeah. when Ricky when this week Ricky Stark said, "We never know what's going on." <laughs> <laughs> that really that killed me when they were trying to remember who they were fighting. He was like FTR, LFI, FLTR, and then and then Ricky Stark says, "We never know what's going on." <laughs> I'm like, what? Really good stuff. <laughs> Come on, Ricky. You have to get you have to stay on point on this one. Really good stuff. Um AR Fox starting that whole sequence right when the show was getting ready to start. He attacks Swerve. And I'm just like, damn, okay, this is how we gonna get down tonight. So yeah, to me, that was a good start to kind of pick up to the fact where Swerve put AR Fox to the curb and AR Fox is coming back for his receipt. So, yeah, ultimately, this was a good match. Once again, not a surprise. It's not like Swerve was going to lose, but AR Fox is a, a walking highlight reel. Just unfortunately, he loses a lot of those highlights. That's all. Yeah. Um, the good match is Darby Allen uh, beating Lance Archer. Um, Jake Roberts is actually out there, which is not super common. Uh, but, uh, I mean, if you just imagine in your head uh, Lance Archer and Darby Allen, this is pretty much what you got. Uh, my favorite part was uh, Lance slam over the top rope onto the apron. <laughs> just absolutely devastating. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, Allen ended up uh, kind of sneaking in a win, which is not surprising. I mean, Lance Archer is kind of the big guy that they beat a lot. He's like the monster uh, guy. No, that, he can't um, be a monster you know. at this point, man. He's a big guy. I'll say, when I think monster heels, monster heels are supposed to invoke fear, you know, and win some matches from, you know, more times than not. I can't remember the last time Lance Archer actually won a match. You know what I'm saying? And then you have the Righteous come out. I'm like, okay, so this scares who? Last time I checked, you jokers lost to one guy, and now you got this other dude losing to the, one of the smallest guys on the roster. This shit's a joke. Dude, the last time the last time that Lance Archer won a match, his hair was red. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Uh, Darby, can, Darby is over. God forbid if they wanted him to lose a match. This is a match that he could have lost. But for me personally, and this is just my opinion, I don't think there was any, you know, plan for Archer, Righteous, Jake the Snake, the whole shebang. So they, they did some WWE shit. Let's put them all together, roll them out there, and let's see what the fuck happens. So there you go. I kind of like the Righteous. Um, you know, I don't think the – match was as much of a burial as um, you might consider it just because, you know, it's MJF. Uh, and, yeah, it made him look a little bit like geeks, but, it you know, it was a comedy match. It wasn't like a, a serious uh, kind of um, 
athletic competition. It was just was a comedy match. Um, but I like the Righteous as an act. It'll be interesting to see if uh, Jake Roberts can get him over or help. Uh, I don't know. Jake Jake doesn't move too well. He doesn't talk too well. Like he had a lot of respect for him, but uh, man, he looks rough every time you see him. Okay, so you're gonna have the guy that you just said can't walk, can't talk too well. Going yeah, like with the guy, the tallest guy, one of the tallest guys in the roster that gets booked poorly, and then the two guys that just lost to MJF it's on a, a pay per view. It's the second week in a row we sound like Zoolander because Zach sounds like uh, Hansel when he's like. You know, Sting's a big influence. I don't really listen to his music, but I know he's out there, and I know he's making it, and I respect I that. I respect that. <laughs> I mean, Jake Roberts has got a ton of charisma. He can't really walk or talk. I keep, <laughs> but I, but I, keep, I respect him. <laughs> I keep seeing them taking Jake Roberts out of the ring, like away from the ring, like Paul Pierce in the wheelchair. Uh-uh. <laughs> and a head, the towel over his shoulder. I'm, I'm like, just, just come on, just take him out. How can I get – I can't even take them seriously. Darby, Sting, and whoever else is going to crush them going forward. And then what? Then what? They're going to be mid-card ROH guys here in like three weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, there's too many guys, and not everybody's going to be a star. Um, they're all probably exactly where they should be. But I like I like all of them. Um of course you do. Yeah. What's next? Uh, we had the, the acclaimed 69-day celebration, which was a pretty cute idea. I don't know funny lines in this, and I like the MJF video, uh, but it seemed like it went on a little long. I don't know if it really hit the mark. Uh, it's like they had the idea, but the execution was maybe uh, a little bit lacking, uh, but this led into a match with Dalton Castle and the boys, which Acclaimed and Daddy Ass versus Dalton Castle and the Boys is maybe the best matchup in AEW history, thematically. <laughs> I mean, there, at a certain point, we just got to start calling Billy Gunn creepy. It's like he's not having fun anymore. It's not like he's like the cute old dad. Like he said when he was say he said to the crowd the other night he goes oh yeah scissor he's like sixty nine he's like that's what daddies do and it's like oh fuck <laughs> get off your you porn account yeah, what a weird say. that's a I thought man that's a weird thing to say <laughs> you want to scissor me too honey I'm just like okay get yeah let's take that mic away from you Bill you had one too many before you came out here is that what's going on I don't. Uh, I'll just say this: If we're talking this about is weird man, if we're talking about calling a spade a spade, I'm just calling a spade a spade. This came up on a group text thread, in the you know, separate from ours. I'm hearing people that are saying that at least AEW is down, and at least one other person I won't mention that person's name, Brett Jager, actually said that he likes NXT more than he does AEW right now. This was before. I even watched these episodes of W or AEW. Oh. I'm sorry. Acclaim versus Dalton and the boys. No. This is starting to where no. it's getting good. Up until Dynamite, and I said it to him, I wasn't in a rush to go home and watch Dynamite because I was not impressed with Rampage. It's not supposed to be, but Collision's the one that I'm, you know, that's supposed to be getting ready for Dynamite. This wasn't that great. Saturday. Saturday. What's next? <clears throat> Uh, 
We had the dream three-way. <laughs> Whenever you think of absolute, just put three wrestlers together that they it is the, the perfect form, the pinnacle of the trio tag team, Mark Briscoe, Dustin Rhodes, Versus Kip Sabian and the Work Horsemen. Uh, I don't remember this match, but I did <laughs> laugh. Just the pairing, like the disparate nature. Uh, <laughs> like three of the weirdest dudes you can imagine in very separate ways. Uh, <laughs> like, dude, Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously, you cannot sit up here and just like every freaking thing. You said you didn't even like this, and you didn't even watch this, but this is okay? I didn't say I liked it. No, he's no, he was joking. He was joking. No, this is naturally limitless. Is so that they are the there. You talk about creepy, man. They are just so weird together. That's a weird tag team. Well, considering the fact you don't do shit with Keith Lee until you feed him into Samoa Joe the the next night, you haven't capitalized on Swerve. That's not. That has nothing to do with that. I'm just talking about those two guys together. That's just weird. It's creepy, is what Billy Gunn was doing. This is weird. Oh my god, naturally limitless. I'm not even talking about the stupid name. Such a terrible name. That's such a hilariously terrible name. <laughs> what was the other one? Swerve in our glory. Oh, God. That's terrible. What do they have in common? Keith motherfucking Lee. Uh, what's next? No, not good. There was a good women's match. Uh, Willow Nightingale and Amy Sakura. I liked this match. Uh, Willow Nightingale went over. Um, but, uh, you know, that's the... Uh, just kind of like leading into this uh, Julia Hart and Willow and uh, Sky Blue and Chris Statlander thing that they have going on. But um, the um, tag team match with uh, FTR and LFI versus Keith Magony and Big Bill and Millie Starks uh, as the main event and uh, was the one with the best showing in here. Uh, I really like his showing. I, you know, that's something that I don't know if they're going to do anything with him. Um, I think out of all of their, um, as far as like full time signed uh, Mexican like luchadors, he's like the least luchador like, and like he's like the more most American or North American style wrestler. And I think that translates really well. Um, he's got. He's, he's, he's got like star potential. Uh, I just don't know what to do with him. But um, this just seemed like, as far as the match went, just the way, like a lot of the collision main events are just these big multi man matches, and it was just pretty typical. But I did like Rush in it. Um, no, I, I was just thinking about Rush there for a second. Um, I like Roosh. I've always have. I thought he was one of the better ROH champions that I've seen come down the pike in quite some time. Um, unfortunately, he and so many others were victims of the pandemic when all hell broke loose and really never seemed to get back on track with AEW. Um, 
I'm not going to hold my breath on Roosh. I mean, let's just call it for what it is. How many big names have come over to AEW, whether it's male or female, and how many have actually been, you know, used properly, pushed properly, whatever verbiage you want to use in this sentence. So, yeah, for me, you know, seeing Roosh coming back um, is a good start. But in this scenario, I, I need to see a whole lot more. I'm still, you know, on the fence with Swerve, and Swerve is one of the highest acts in AEW. So, yeah, um, the match I, itself, I thought I was good. Say, I will say I have no idea what's happening because, you know, afterwards, like, House of Black comes out and then... We never know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, Black Tool Combat Club comes out. I have no idea what's happening with this. It's just that there's a lot... That's just Tony wrapping up the show. Everybody come on out, yeah. to, you know, an encore. Right when it goes off yeah. TV... See, you don't know this because you didn't go the last two times, but right when it goes off TV... Everybody holds hands in the middle of the rings and takes a bow towards a hard camera. It's like a play. <laughs> it just saves the. But I don't know. Maybe like a four way for the title or something. I feel like that's the only reason there's so many of these dudes in the same angle all the time. I mean, um, yeah, there's, there's, it's, it's complete chaos. It's like chaos happens on collision, and then dynamite kind of like. Sucks it all back in, kind of. That's how it, that's how it's been feeling lately. Collision seems. Collision is booked pretty wild. Um, I I enjoyed the fuck out of Dynamite though. What happened on Dynamite? Uh, Dynamite opened with an excellent title match uh, between MJF and Daniel Garcia. The uh, TV match though, I mean, there's a commercial break in there. Um, definitely. Um, not like a pay-per-view level, but uh, still really fun. Actually opened um, specifically with uh, a promo uh, from MJF, and it was just kind of like a, a larger uh, segment. But uh, MJF uh, backstage with Tony Schiavone, uh, talking about Jay White and all that. Um, and uh, But yeah, I think the uh, match was good. Could have been a little bit longer. Um, you know, they had quite a few matches on the card itself um but i really think Daniel garcia managed to stand out even in the time and even in the loss uh like bill said uh either in text i think or maybe it was uh on friends of bfr just the dancing to like really help cinch in uh, a submission move that is the perfect blend of sports entertainment and yes professional wrestling. it really is it is hilarious he was in when he was selling that arm but he started dancing but he was just dancing with one arm i was like oh man that is good i really like him on offense man i'd like i thought that him and mjf worked incredibly well together and would love to see them uh you know get like 20 minutes 25 minutes because daniel garcia's got some pretty cool fucking offense man uh I was a big fan of this becoming radicalized. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm I'm to be a Daniel Garcia mark here pretty soon. <laughs> I, don't, Did, I don't know why it took you so long. Go ahead, dude. The best was when he like forced himself not to dance. Like he kept fighting. Yeah, I'm not going to dance. I'm not going to dance. I'm not going to dance. And everybody's like, "Dance, motherfucker!" <laughs> do the dance. Do and he like, does it with just one arm. Do the hips, <laughs> nigga. Just give me the hips. I say, give me the hips. You ain't gonna put the arm up. Just put the hip into that motherfucker. No, I mean, I, when I say I'm going to become a Dan Garcia Mark, I mean like. I could see him, like, maybe not on a Kevin Owens level, but I could see him getting real high up in my ranks if he if he kind of keeps going in this direction. You buying a shirt? 
Like the you guy, merch? like the guy who's just so serious, but like he does goofy stuff, but he still <laughs> looks. I, I I just think that's so extremely my shit. I love it. No, I, this was obviously that's it, like old Kurt Angle shit. Yeah, I was gonna say it's. I I have to give him credit. He's willing to you know laugh at himself, and that's always a uh, an admirable trait to have. I agree with uh, you on this one. I thought it was maybe a little short. Um, I thought it was going to be 20, 25, but 15 was what it was. MJF was going to, you know, retain the title. That's your champ. You know, you know what him, you're going to get. Let, well, and let them get a good decisive win. Yeah, and yeah. that's fine. It's not hurting Daniel Garcia. He's fucking over with fans. Hopefully you figure out a long-term plan with him down the line. All I think I'm asking is, can we see the ROH tag team titles? I mean, you know, you always, you know, recognize them as the tag team champs. You know, you might want to bring the title out, you know, at some point. Whatever. What else we got? Uh, Sting and Darby Allen. Proof of life. Uh, 80s jobbers, which um, I guess is fitting because uh, said that Jim Valley told him that uh, Sting had not wrestled in Oregon since 1989, which kind of makes me sad that I didn't go. I think the one reason that uh, I would like to go to Dynamite would, would be to uh, see Sting live. I've never seen him live. I never saw WCW wow. whenever I was a kid. Wow. So um, that would have been pretty cool for me, but um, but still, um, you ain't real. What's that? You ain't real. You ain't no real Sting, Uncle, Mark. Uncle Stinger. When I was a kid, <laughs> I was uh, I was actually Sting three years for Halloween. Three years. Um, okay. Okay. Never mind. I take all that shit back. <laughs> I know that makes me no, feel kind of bad for how hard I run them down. <laughs> no, no, yeah, it was. It was. It was three years. Uh, like eleven, twelve, thirteen, somewhere along that age. Anyway, I hope but you the, didn't take but, it personally. But the question is: did you, Were you the same Sting, or did you go through like the evolution? Ooh. Uh, two of the black and white crow sting and one of the wolf pack sting. Okay, Ooh. see, see, Mark, see. <laughs> okay, yeah, he's yeah. a Mark. <laughs> I apologize yeah. for not calling Don't you not that. real. I, I said I'm a, I apologize, nigga. Damn, sorry for calling you an unreal <laughs> state, Mark. Uh, what was next? Uh, Storm and Cheetah that was pretty entertaining. Tony Storm is always entertaining these days, um, but nothing really to speak of it. Um, we had uh, Swerve Strickland beating Penta in an awesome match. Uh, this is the kind of match that would have been absolutely great to see live. Uh, really good chemistry for them, and the crowd was super into it. And Swerve wins, uh, which is unsurprising. Penta's just that guy. Uh, that they beat. They had him win on Rampage in that three-way, so they get him to lose the swerve here. And uh, then Hangman finally comes out and gets a measure of revenge on him. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this match was uh, was killer, and I look forward to seeing more follow-up on the swerve-Adam Page story. I feel like that should be, like, your number two story that you're telling in the entire promotion. Um, and it's been two weeks. Without a mention, so thankfully it is back. Zach was cooking right there. I agree. Yeah, uh, um, Christian feels like he's the, he's the number two story. Him and Adam uh, Copeland, which it is what it is. I don't necessarily agree with that. If Swerve is going to be, you know, what you, what you guys hope he's going to be, then 
there should be more eyes on him. This should be this should feel like a bigger deal. Don't get me wrong. This, this should have been the main event. Upon retrospect, probably I wouldn't mind seeing you know the the show end with you know Hangman destroying Swerve in this you know crumble of uh, tables and whatever the fuck it was on at the bottom of the the uh, the stage. But it is what it is. I mean, that's great matchmaker, not the best Booker. Uh, what you got? Well, I mean. <clears throat> Also, I mean, I know that we lately have been um, staring into Tony Khan uh, for, like, you know, with a lot of TV. He's obviously not really delegating a lot, um, taking on five hours of booking uh, television. And it is a little bit, it is much, much messier than it has been historically. Um, if you look at historical runs of booking, though, um, there are not many that do it very well for very long at all. Um, it's incredibly hard. So, like... I think while well, he deserves some, some criticism that he should like delegate and there are things that like could be improved. Um, the fact that AEW exists and it exists at such a high level every week that we enjoy it. Like I'm not going to shit on it like too much or him. Um, it could be better, but like it's a lot of nitpicking, honestly. Um, it's an entertaining show every week. So uh, when we started this podcast, wrestling was, fucking garbage outside of new japan so i don't know um we used to spend like we used to spend like five minutes on like natty tamina matches Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) look i'll I'll just say this in in retort because i feel like that's almost thrown my way so allow me to retort if we're gonna put AEW on this pedestal then AEW needs to be judged in that same vein it can't even listening bro I mean, that's not what he was saying. He was saying that we probably shouldn't be so rough. We shouldn't be so tough on Tony Khan uh, because, you know what? I forgot what I was saying. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, yeah, and feel free, Jason, like, yeah, you can can respond. But, yeah, just historically, (laughs) like, there there are not many bookers that are able to do this successfully for very long at all um you know like i wonder uh, how much help he gets does he get any help you know dusty Rhodes, even you know like all these no no it doesn't is cocaine help (laughs) clearly not (laughs) i mean you can stay up a little longer yeah i've got a great idea right at 3 42 in the morning what do you think jason I like the match. Don't get me wrong. I love Penta. Uh, it was great to see him, you know, sprinkled throughout the uh, the three nights of AEW wrestling. Swerve is, you know, obviously we love Swerve around these parts. Um, I'm not mad about that it, for Hangman not getting retribution right away. I actually I like the fact that it took a while to get to this point because now if you're Swerve, you know, you feel like – you know, in kayfabe style, I got, you know, this motherfucker don't want no part of me. You know, I just ran up in this house. I could do what the fuck I want to do. So, you know, Hangman ain't shit. So then when Hangman comes back, finally, he comes back in such this strong manner. I thought it was just going to end in the ring. Then it went outside of the ring and he, you know, they took the dive off the stage. That's what I was like, oh, okay. I so guess, you mad, man. <laughs> I, guess, I guess here's what I was thinking earlier when Zach was talking about Tony Khan being a booker is that 
when I hear people say stuff like they like NXT better than AEW, my mind is fucking blown. Like, I think that AEW is still quite a bit. I know WWE is good now, but I think AEW is still quite a bit better. It's more fun for me to watch. If I had to give up WWE or AEW, I would keep AEW in a heartbeat. I'm not talking about the WWE brand. I'm just talking strictly NXT. Oh, then I would definitely take AEW. I mean, okay. NXT would be third. I wouldn't. T- I would take WWE main roster over NXT. I'll I'll say this, and I won't back down on it. If MJF and this Adam Cole, well, if MJF angle mm-hmm. decided to disappear, there would be a serious problem on our hands. Christian would. Everybody would have to move up. Christian would be the top story. Then from there, you probably get Swerve and Hangman Page. Do you just mean in like a leftover situation? Yeah, like it's a, it, it would they be just a, disappear. Let's say that MJF loses the title on in two weeks to Jay White. Let's just go that route. Yeah. Okay. I don't think there's been enough done behind MJF on either roster, whether it's AEW or ROH, you know, to make up for that loss. You know how I know that MJF is not going to lose to Jay White? Because Jay White is still walking around with the belt. So Jay White's just going to hold the belt the whole time and then beat MJF, and MJF never gets his belt back? There's no way. There's no way that MJF's not going over Better choice of words. Outside of MJF. Sorry to give you guys my predictions. Outside of MJF (laughs) and Christian, there's not a lot I look forward to on AEW. I'll go that far. How about that? Damn! Uh, What was next, Zach? Uh, Next we had very fun segment between uh, Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho, and the Young Bucks. I love this because Kenny was so uncomfortable the whole time. (laughs) Young Bucks are right in their face uh, and talking down Jericho. And, you know, it's like there's obviously like, um, you know, you're bringing in like real life, you know, scenarios because Jericho did really help start the company. Like without Jericho, probably would not be the company that it is, but Tony Khan would not have started the company without Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. So um, it's pretty funny to see this kind of play out on screen and like the egos involved. And then Kenny's uncomfortable until the Young Bucks say that, you know, they could beat him. And then like his, his professional uh, ego and his like professional, uh, you know, idea of himself is uh, basically challenged. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's like, uh, you guys are the best tag team in the world, you know, best tag team in history. But um, you're going to beat me? He's like, I already beat you with Abushi and Hangman. I'll beat you with Jericho, too. And I'm like, I want to see this shit. Yeah. Uh, so then they put sips on it, double sips. So I was already into the match. I was already invested just because of the story they're telling and because of the people that are involved. And then they're like, oh, let's, let's put a little action on this. Uh, if we win, then we get that tag team title match, you know, that you're guaranteed, which thankfully – they're bringing back into the storyline here. I was complaining about that, but maybe that was the reason that they had this uh, in the bag and that's what they wanted to do with it. We never know what's going on. (laughs) And then on the other side, we had, uh, uh, and if you guys, if we win, if we beat you guys, then you guys have to dissolve your team. So there are uh, stipulations here, which are exciting. And uh, the match itself sounds awesome because of the people involved. Um, I mean, this is like this is a kind of a reason to buy a pay per view kind of match. Yeah. Anytime I'm... the three, the three, the, the two previous matches that we mentioned, Adam Page and Kenny Omega versus Young Bucks, 
probably the best tag team match I've ever seen in my entire life. Abushi and the Hangman, or Abushi and Omega versus Young Bucks uh, in California for New Japan. Phenomenal. So I'm excited. Yeah, I'm into this. I'm into this match. I want to see it. I was into this segment. I really appreciate how the Young Bucks, their characters understand that they're immature. They're like, yeah, we know that we're immature. We know that we're petty, and we're acting like this anyway. I appreciate that. Calling a spade a spade. Um, I'll just say this. I wasn't into this angle until Kenny was just like, you know what, enough's enough. And then he started to, you know, rattle off guys that he's paired with and beating the Young Bucks as a team. I agree with Zach. At that point, I was like, okay, you know, you could have put the step on it or leave the step off. At that point, I didn't care. Once Kenny finally reacted, it was like, okay, motherfuckers, you know, you know what? And I was like, oh, shit. So at that point, I'm down for this. I'm interested to at least see where this part of it goes. But for me, I see both sides. Jericho's side, I helped do help build this. I was a name in this. And then obviously the Bucks and Omega, they were part of the uh, the start of this even before Chris Jericho was in that press conference to really kick things off. So both both sides have a point, but and I was if just you glad ain't, to see you that. And if you ain't down with that, we got three words for you. What up, turn? <laughs> <laughs> You ain't shit. God damn, boy. That's funny. Yeah. I say we you should set that up more often like that. <laughs> um after that we had uh Samoa Joe choking out Keith Lee and then thank vacating the Hartway TV title. God uh, damn. Who did Keith Lee piss off? I mean that man, I, I don't think I was so mad in my life. I can't even say that, but just in the last 24 hours. I'll go that far. This is ridiculous. I only said it that way, and I only set it up, and that's all I had to say about it. (laughs) You know what I'm going to say? Damn. How you – okay, so let's get this straight. So let's get this straight. Disrespectful. Let's get this straight. This is something that only wrestling fans would understand. This this conversation that we're about to have would probably sound insane to people that don't understand wrestling. But, man, that is – that feels like a burial. (laughs) So you have this 579-day streak, something ridiculous. And instead of let's transfer this love, this rub that we've talked about so much, not only are you choking the guy out. Well, I'm sorry. It was referee stoppage. I apologize. You know, he didn't, he didn't tap out. He, told, you know, he just passed it. All right, man. So that, that makes it a little better. But then... Then on top of it, you just going to let Joe drop the title. Just popping in the middle of the motherfucking... You out your mind. You cannot sit here and physically tell me this is a good deal. You got one guy that just dropped the title on national TV because I'm bored now. Fuck it. I'm just going to go after the, uh, the AEW title. You guys okay. can figure this little nonsense out. Yeah. And then you got the other guy. He's heating up. That is the MIA. Is he having surgery or not? We don't know he's having surgery. But then this other guy who's the AEW world champion can beat two guys that are a legitimate tag team and might just do it again in a two weeks. You are out your fucking mind. Why not just let Keith Lee win the title? Uh, Zach, what do you think about the booking decision? Uh, I understand it in one sense. I agree with Jason completely on the other side. I understand not wanting 
to beat someone right before they challenge for the world title. Uh, in that sense, I would just say maybe just don't have him relinquish and just have him challenge as the TV title and then say, if I win the world championship, then I will relinquish. Uh, I think that's the, the good compromise here. Uh, so very surprising. In the uh, pencil. May it was I, it was may, it was surprising. You don't see that. May I ask when this Samoa Joe MJF title match is going to happen? Yeah, we don't know. Okay, I'm I'm sorry. This just you just can't. Well, they've got uh, they're they're doing not not fully monthly, but they're doing the December 31st show or whatever. Uh, End of the world. Coliseum, I think. Yeah. End of the world. That's what I think it'll be. So you gonna have. You had Samoa Joe lose uh, as uh, champion already. He lost a fucking CM Punk for Christ's sake. So you can't you gonna let him lose to CM Punk, but you can't put Keith Lee over. Get the fuck out of here with this bullshit. I'm sorry. No, hell no. There's definitely a way to do it. You can fix. Then you get grab the pencil, get Keith Lee over. Figure that shit out. I mean, maybe I don't want to. Maybe I think it was That's the exact what, right booking decision. No, then, then, then we watch wrestling for totally different reasons. There is a, there was a legit way to do it. It was right there I, in front of you. Listen, you put the dog in front of I the meat, and then you took the meat away. I don't really believe what I'm about to say wholeheartedly, but I'm going to say it anyway. Jesus Christ, it's Zoolander again. All. <laughs> um. It is so shocking to see somebody vacate, voluntarily vacate a belt on television. So much so that I don't think it's happened since we've been doing this podcast. I can't remember the last time a person voluntarily vacated a belt. That is strange. And it was kind of fucking dope. That's kind of where I'm at. Is that because the options now are limitless? <laughs> I mean, uh, that was such a that was such a unique segment to me, just because I didn't see the. It wasn't a squash; it was a destruction, though. I didn't see that coming, and I I mean, him vacating the belt is insane. It's just insane. You never see it. It's badass. I guess Booker of the Year. Yeah, Tony Khan. <laughs> he traded in the belt know, for a pencil. Like, uh, we do, you know. Admittedly, like it could be better, but like who is booking better wrestling right now? Triple H. Really? Yeah, yeah. I don't even I don't, put the NXT argument Man, aside. It's, it's good for put WWE. Put the NXT argument aside. WWE is a more enjoyable product to watch. SmackDown, Raw, greater than Rampage, Collision, Dynamite. I. I just couldn't disagree more. That's fine. Yeah, that's bonkers. That's bonkers. That is not even close to bonkers. We were laughing about some of these guys that were, you know, jettisoning away from. Because we laugh. That's what we do. We were laughing about some of these guys that were jettisoning away from WWE. They came back under the Triple H regime, and now they look pretty fucking good. See Walter slash Gunther. I want. If you want to impress me, Tony Khan, do some shit like that. (laughs) <laughs> Otherwise, know your role. Come find me, Tony Khan. We'll do a line together and figure this shit out. His pronouns are, we'll do a line together and figure this shit out. <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, I was... do think, like, you know, WWE is a hotter product. Yes. But as far as, like, really wanting to watch the episodes, like, 
you can skip most of SmackDowns and Raws because nothing fucking Yeah, happens. and I mean, and Raw's- and what? Kip Sabian, the workhorseman versus yeah, stop. Stop. That's why I skipped over it. it stop. Okay, so it. just so, so let's not sit up here and, and you can't say that but you let's can skip not, over let's, one let's, and it's bad and then skip over the other, but this is okay over here. You can't have it both ways. Well, if the highs are higher and the lows are higher, then, I mean, yeah, you could. Okay. Anyway, what was next? Uh, what was next? Um, it was... Oh, jeez. Uh, we had a squash done to beat the Bollywood boys. Um, nothing to it, but uh, John Moxley and Orange Cassidy had a pretty nice back-and-forth promo. Uh, not in face-to-face. Uh, but uh, Orange Cassidy was like real serious. Uh, John Moxley was just John Moxley. Basically said, as soon as he lands in California, it's game warfare. <laughs> like, so, God damn! I'm, I'm like, what if John Moxley was really mad about something, or just you know, just angry, and just now you've pissed John Moxley off? This is about as mad as Moxley gets, and it's still the same. I'm gonna kill everybody in my way type promo. God bless him for it. I love it. But damn, this motherfucker is, I almost feel scared for Orange Cassidy. But then I was like, you know, Orange Cassidy is going to pick it up in spots. So this rematch, as much as I'm very, very interested in Page Swerve 2, Orange Cassidy and Mox two might steal this motherfucker. And that's with MJF and Jay White on the same card. Do you think Moxley ever changes his clothes? Like he just... That's what he's always wearing is his jeans, his own shirt, unless and a you're, hoodie. Unless you're Renee, are you going to tell him to change his clothes? <laughs> I ain't going to tell him shit. <laughs> I d- you know what? Hey, John Moxley, please don't come find me. <laughs> no, I love the Moxley promo. I love uh, the Orange Cassidy promo before it. It's, it really, if you didn't like Orange Cassidy as comedy Orange Cassidy, and you don't like him now as him being serious, stepping up to the plate, saying that, this is a big win. It's the, one of the biggest wins of his career. If he can get it, it makes him feel like the international champion that you just won't like Orange Cassidy, which is completely fair. But you've gotten both spectrums of Orange Cassidy. Completely uncaring. I don't give a fuck what happens, Orange Cassidy. Now you have this title means everything to me. This match means everything to me. So, yeah, like I said, Swerve Page 2 is going to be good. But, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to Orange Cassidy and Moxley. That joker could steal the show. If you don't like Orange yeah, Cassidy I mean, now, you didn't like you don't like him. You've seen both sides. Literally. If you've seen both sides of that quarter, you don't you just don't like quarters. <laughs> yeah, you don't, keep yeah. finding nickels you and dimes. Like, basically like, like you don't me like and Joey. Money, so you don't you don't like uh you don't like wrestling. Like if you don't like Orange Cassidy, like uh, at this point, um, I don't understand you. But um yeah, the uh the the pay per view is shaping up. I mean, right there we just named off you know, three matches without even talking about the world title match to where these, this is going to be an excellent show. Uh, Swerve, Hangman 2, presumably, uh, which was... No, I thought that was, uh, I thought that was sealed deal already. I thought by oh, the end of yeah. this show, if they said that uh, Swerve, page two was a done deal. They might have announced it, yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then the, the tag match uh, with the Bucks and, and Kenny and Jericho and then, um, you know, Orange Cassidy and Moxley, I mean, just right there, like bang, 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 and then you know we've got a world title match with Jay's freaking white um, and MJF. Um, it's good shit, uh, really good shit. 
so anyway, uh, makes her debut uh, in a backstage segment with RJ City, uh, fresh from stardom. Uh, she is here because she is a Tony Storm fan, which is an interesting uh, way to make your debut. But um, we'll see how this goes. But uh, Mariah May is very marketable. Uh, yeah, um, it's going to be, unless Tony Storm pisses Mariah May off and, you know, in the next two weeks, I can't, it just, Mariah May, Luther, next to Tony Storm, that just sounds like the AEW title, the women's title is on the clock. It's slowly but surely going to Tony Storm, which it shouldn't have left her to begin with, but that's another story for another time. Yeah, I uh, at the main event. Um, even though the world title match was on the line, um, did not expect Mark Briscoe to win. This was still a very fun match uh, between uh, Jay White and Mark Briscoe. Portland was hot. Uh, so, yeah, um, really kind of bummed I didn't go to the show, but it is one of had a lot of fun last night. Um, Damn it! Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, MJF comes out uh, afterwards, um, takes everybody out with the dynamite diamond ring. Um, and then we had the acclaimed daddy ass get attacked by the devils for the devils. Uh, who do you guys think the devils are or the devil? Okay. So could be, I heard an interesting one the other day, Britt Baker. Have you thought about that? I've heard Britt Baker recently and I heard jungle boy. And they said that, uh, the thing about Bowen's getting thrown through the glass is that's like Jungle Boy using real glass. Oh, that's a nice, little, uh, a nice little connection. At least it makes sense. Who do you think it is, Jason? I'd be fine with Jungle Boy, I guess. If Jungle Boy's like, I don't think if he's Jungle the, Boy comes back with a faction. I don't think he's the leader per se. I mean, the, what would Jungle Boy attack Jay White for? Because that's fuck a, him. No, I mean that's the that's the whole crux behind this. Granted, you know it's MJF is at the top of this whole thing, but this whole thing started when someone in the Devil Mask attacked Jay White with two or three other guys around him. Listen, I think it's I, so. It's if, to me, it's somebody with a faction to already answer, in place. To answer Zach's question, who do we think it is? If I had to put money on it, I would put it on Adam Cole. It's probably it probably is. I would David Finley would would be a perfect spot right now, especially after what happened with uh, over in Power Struggle. It's not like John Moxley isn't in AEW. Fuck, I didn't even think about David Finley. Who do you think it is, Zach? I still think it's Roddy, and that it, it, Adam. It's not Adam Cole, but that Adam Cole will side with Roddy, and it's like a big plan. I still think it's him. So like, I don't think they're gonna. This is a very large angle to be doing some interpromotional shift. I don't think it has anything to do with Finley. Um, um, I Roddy Roddy would make sense. Um, Roddy did start Dynamite off by saying everybody's going to know who I am or something. Like he was all pissed off, and then they never came back to him. So it's probably Roddy. But I think Adam they did Cole, come back I think to him Adam, on screen. I think Adam Cole's in on it. Roddy did jump out of the wheelchair to deliver that knee after the um, 
the kingdom match or whatever. And that was the, just adrenaline, though. That's like the same way that like women, I, like I, I, mothers, can lift cars. I, I hear what you're saying, okay. And I, all I was going to say was, <laughs> the shit was funny as fuck, especially when the kingdom was like, "Okay, you're okay." You know, they put him back in the wheelchair. Yeah. I hollered. Don't get me wrong. But I think it goes back to what we are. You already just said they're going to see me. They're going to see me who I am at the end. He's probably one of those mass guys that are running around. I just don't think he's the head guy. If you want to say if it's not David Finley, I'll go this far. Adam Cole, Roddy, the Kingdom. Those are the four guys. What other option? Zach, who do you think I'm going to say? I love the say I it. love the Britt Baker. I say do. it. Yeah, Britt Baker would be cool, but you know that person doesn't have breasts. CM, CM Punk. That's what you're talking about. <laughs> CM Punk is the other is the other option. CM hey, Punk hey, and Jungle hey, Boy together. Hey, 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 I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell you this real quick. They call him CM Jungle. I'm gonna tell you this right now. Jungle Punk. CM Jungle Punk. Oh, Jungle Punk. That's what they'd be called. The Jungle Punks. Jack Perry did the Lord's work by getting that man fired. Now, now, why in the fuck are you gonna do do just disregard the Lord's work and bring him back? Because away. he's on blow all the time. Anyway, um, I I think I think Britt Baker is uh, I think Britt Baker's probably the coolest idea. Or if it's I think actually I think Adam Cole's probably the coolest idea. It should be Adam Cole. Like he was faking his injury the whole time, or they're making it worse than it actually was. Like he probably tweaked his knee, and they were like, "Hey, maybe we can get an angle out of this." So. Um, I think it's cool. It's one of my favorite type of things in wrestling, which is like a six-week mystery. Like, give me give me one of these a year. Don't get me wrong. Love it. But now we're getting to a point where something, someone has to be revealed. I'll, I'm not saying the whole faction has to be revealed. You could do it like they did it back in uh, TNA days with the Ace and the Nates. One person got revealed. Another person got revealed, and but it still wasn't the head guy until more towards you wanted to get towards the end of the story. You can go that route. You can amass the devil at uh, full gear if you want to. That's a route you can go to. But to me, full gear is that moment where something has to happen on this angle. It's gone to the point where the Roddy thing is starting to drag it down in my mind. Could it Joe be happen. behind it somehow? I think Joe straight up. You just dropped the title, motherfucker. Now what? You know, it, it, it. you're right. You're right. He's not. He's no, not he's, surreptitious. <laughs> he's he's coming for. <laughs> he, he's coming for MJ. He's not surreptitious, Joe. Yeah, he he told us straight it up. It would be so funny if he uh, revealed as the devil and like it's just a skinny guy like every single time. Joe'd be the guys that Bill would use that word in front of him. He'd be like, I don't know what that means, so I'm gonna take it as an insult. Do, yeah, I'm gonna take it as disrespect. Watch your tone. I'm gonna make this tone. <laughs> now you're using big words and shit. I love that movie. That whole scene right there is great. Right? Now you're using big words and shit. So I'm gonna got, take his disrespect. I got no other way to take that disrespect. A young Kevin Hart showing his ass. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I was. I thought Dynamite was really good. I enjoyed myself. Yeah, likewise. Am uh, I, am I, did I skip anything? Show. I know I was inside for a minute. Um, no, no, you're good. We can. We can right. go yeah, on. I was getting ready to say, Warwell was an, another good uh, segment as well, saying what? that uh, you know it could happen anytime, anywhere. Let's get to that third count. NJPW Power Struggle 
was this weekend, and it was a pretty great event. Um, uh, better than I thought it was going to be going into it. Uh, I'll, I'll admit, I didn't watch anything until Finley Tangaloa. So, did I miss anything in the multi-man matches at the beginning? There was no Yano. So, thank God. I just skipped right past it. Um, not that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, even this match, I wasn't too particularly fond of. It just, take a little God bless him. I just think he's not very, uh, I guess. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, why don't you just take it then and uh, chill the fuck out? Um, Tangelo is not much without oh uh, without uh, Tama Tonga in my uh, in this scenario. To me, if there was anything, Tama Tonga um, trying to challenge Shingo again for the Never title was probably the one thing that you missed underneath it, but nothing uh, outside of that. All right, Finley Tangaloa was is it Tangaloa? I always say Tangaloa. Tangaloa. Uh, I mean, it was fine, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Moxley versus Great Ocon. Uh, now we're talking. Okay. We got a one-minute match, double count out, I think. I think it yes. was double count out. And then they basically just had a brawl, mm-hmm. um, and it was quite the brawl. I mean, <laughs> Moxley, Moxley's going to eat. <laughs> he pulled them scissors they out. Had, I was like, had what a, the fuck? What a, are you doing? <laughs> What are you doing? You can't impale the man. I mean, damn. They, oh, uh, you cutting this shit. They had a Moxley, Moxley style match. Uh, what do you think of this, Zach? Oh, I loved it. I was worried at first because they did the double count out thing, and I was like, really? I was like, you say Moxley, Great Ocon, and um, first you're like, nah, and then like you think about it, and you're like, mm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like I right. like kind of work myself into some intrigue here mm. and then they stopped it and i was like oh shit uh but yeah ended up being exactly what i hoped it would be um and actually it wasn't what i hoped it would be i actually hoped that they would do a lot of shoot shit and like uh do like some real wrestling because great Khan's kind of a shooter and moxley whenever he went into new japan he like trained as a shooter and um yeah but this is still super fun i'm gonna push back on that just a little bit when they restarted that match, there was a small little portion. Granted, it was in the middle of uh, fans and stairs and chairs and everything. They did kind of shoot wrestle a little bit. Not a lot. Sure, sure. But it wasn't yeah. like in the ring where it was just like, you know, <clears throat> what you would expect normally for that match to be. I did not have a lot of expectations coming into it. And once they decided they were just going to let them motherfuckers fight and just let them go at it, I was like, fuck, yeah, let them motherfuckers go. This shit was on point. It was the second best match of the night as far as I'm concerned. We lost Zach. I'm just going to leave this in. We need that, we need that button back. Hey, so, um, yeah, I thought this match was really cool. Uh, basically, basically what I kind of thought it was going to be, but, uh, you know, these walking, walking brawls aren't always my favorites. Uh, but this one, uh, you know, it was pretty cool. It's not my favorite mocking match. <laughs> no, he cut the man's hair. Okay. That's what I'm tripping off of. I was like, as soon as he did that, I was like, oh, hell no. You need to whoop his ass. And to Great O'Connor's credit, he did step up to the plate. Didn't think he was going to beat Moxley, but this was way better than I th- anticipated. 
next we had Okada Ishii and Hiroli, Hiro, Tanahashi uh, versus TMDK for the uh, never six weight. You know, the six man open weight, you know, the six man never, whatever you call it. Never you know, open weight. We never know what's going on. There you go. For that match. Uh, what do you think of this, Jason? Um, a little disappointed, honestly. I thought this would have been the time if you were going to take the titles off of Okada and company, it would have been the time to do it. Zacky Two Belts has a, a very interesting reading to it. Um, I think you kind of uh, missed the boat with – uh, Nichols and Haste making them as tag team champions. Bishamon's hurt. Now they're losing the t- uh, the six-man titles here. It kind of is what it is. Uh, this, I, can just, I think Gato just doesn't really like tag team wrestling. That's just my theory on it, and I'm going to stick to that. Obviously, the post-match uh, angle was what we were here for, and that's, that's yeah, let's do that shit. Brian Danielson versus Okada at Wrestle Kingdom. Looks like it's going to happen for sure. Danielson's vignette plays, uh, basically challenging Okada. Um, yeah, give it to me. I hope that, you know, orbital bones are kind of tricky, so I hope that he's all healed up. But, yeah, of course, give me Okada versus Daniel Bryanson. Brian Danielson. I got I to say, Okada, Ishii, and Tanahashi are – Definitely on my Mount Rushmore of trios. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's an awesome setup. Uh, they're up there with the Hung Bucks, the Elite, and the Dudes with Attitudes. <laughs> you know that uh, Torianu and the Briscoe brothers held the six-man title for a while? <laughs> Actually, I did hear that uh, when, right around the time when uh, Jay passed or whatever. I think uh, I That's saw it cool. in New Japan. It was just like, whoa, uh, New Japan world. I was just like, oh, shit. I never knew there was such a thing. So, yeah, once again, it's uh, especially with New Japan world, just uh, redoing their whole website and the way they do things, that, that'll be a nice little deep dive for me to try to see that match and curse out Yano while he uh, wrestles with the Briscoes. Uh, catch 22 or catch 2-2, they win the junior uh, tag belts uh, against uh, – who are they? No, they won uh, – Super Junior Tag League. Right. And who they win against? I didn't write it down. Um, uh, Show and Kanemaru. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then, you got a uh, House of Torture. How are you not going to know who the to- House of Torture is? I fell asleep. Yeah, honk shoe, exactly. honk shoe. And then Clark Connors and Maloney come out, and they challenge them. So it looks like that's probably going to be our Wrestle Kingdom match. It's already set. Um, so that's already a done deal. Um, Catch-22. Um, well, I shouldn't say obviously. Catch-22 lost the titles to... Dan uh, Maloney and uh, Clark Connors. So obviously now we're running it back. Um, they have catch two two has not beaten uh, the War Dogs in three tries. So that's essentially the story behind all this. I think it should be a, a really good mid card match with uh, four guys that I really like. Well, three guys I like and TJP. Where you on this, Zach? Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, this was a good match. Uh, TGP and Francisco Akira are an awesome team. Yep, they rip. Um, Hiromu Takahashi beats Ishimori uh, to retain the junior heavyweight belt. Uh, how'd you like this match, Jason? I would be lying if I said I was not a little disappointed just because I like uh, Ishimori a lot, uh, especially coming after back from a neck injury, and it is Hiromu. Hiromu's basically Teflon at this point. I'm waiting for him to move up to a heavyweight, but this match was, was I, what, it was, what it was what I expected. Post-match, obviously, with Desperado, 
or Hiromo calling out Desperado for the Wrestle Kingdom spot, that's what it made this match feel a lot less disappointing because now it has something to look forward to moving forward as long as Hiromu doesn't uh, slip on the banana between now and uh, January 4th. Yeah, that's a match to look forward to. Uh, Zach, what you think of this? Uh, it was really good. It was not the best uh, Takahashi Ishimori match I've ever seen, but it's like saying it wasn't the best blowjob I ever got. It was still real good. <laughs> Christ. And then finally, uh, we have. I mean, I'm not. He's I'm, back. I'm just not going to. so back. He ever left. <laughs> I just don't want to step on that joke. I just, I'm just going to keep it moving. Um, next, we had Osprey versus Shota Umino. Now, we have to have a talk about this match because this match was 40 minutes long. Oh, my God. Um, it was a. Masterclass. I have a couple nitpicks, but this was a very, very, very entertaining match. It is a in a, in a match. It's it's only a testament to how great Will Osprey has been that you can say that this is probably his fourth or fifth best match this year. But this match fucking ruled. Um, I wish they kind of would have. I just thought that. It really looked like Shota Umino was dead there in the middle, and 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 then Moxie comes out. Moxie comes out. So I was. It kind of dipped. It was almost like two lows. Like, oh, he's done for. I thought that Red Shoes was going to call the match. That's what went through my head. And then there was like another twenty minutes. Anyway, this is a five star match. This match fucking ruled. What you think, Jason? Go ahead, Two Beer. I'll, I'll I'll let you go next. No, no, because I, I want to hear what he said. I already know what I think. and that there, there, Nothing that any of these two jokers are going to say that's going to change my mind. So, please, by all means. Yeah, I mean, I think it was absolutely a five-star match. It was a testament to just how good Will Ospreay is. Um, I mean, we already talked about it. I think this last week I mentioned how not only has he had the best matches this year, but he has had every promotion's best match. So, like, every promotion that he's wrestled in, he's had their best match, which is just, if that's not Wrestler of the Year material, I don't know what is. Um, I don't even know what the Beavers stand for anymore, if that's not the case. But uh, he, uh, I mean, in Shota Umino, yeah, he, like, rose to that level. Um, but, I mean, it, it was still Shota Umino, right? Like, he, he got this match out of Shota Umino, and, man, like, um he really he brought him to the next level, and I, I thought the commentary was great. Uh, there's a new guy. I don't know his name yet. He kind of sounds like Don Callis. Yeah, but he's not Don Callis, but he kind of sounds like a less dickish version of Don Callis. And yeah, um, Chris, Chris Jolton was phenomenal. And, you know, with the whole story of the match being that Shota Umino is just there to survive and the fact that he stands toe-to-toe, and then they do the, the bowing afterwards where Will Ospreay, like, bows to the young boy, basically, and um, then the whole post-match angle, which was excellent. Um, this was like a phenomenal end to a pretty good show. Uh, but it was like, you know, a long show, but this was like so worth it. Um, Will Ospreay is absolutely next level. Uh, it's, it's insane. You, you two already said a lot of the things that I was already going to say. I, I will push back on what Bill was saying about the, the, the dip 
in the match itself. Um, commentary was saying that, you know, this is the longest match he's had with Will Ospreay, then it became probably his longest match of 40 minutes. So you're going to have that dip. Moxley coming out is, you know, a, he's an outlier to the Will Ospreay Shoto Umino story. story. Right. So him coming out and, you know, basically, you know, bringing CPR back to Shulman Uno, to me, makes all the more sense. And it made that match now. It's like, ooh. So now you have a, a pretty good instant classic on our hands, in our face, and now you've brought John Moxley out. So now it's just like, okay, now we got to watch where this shit goes. From that point, obviously, I thought I agree with Two Beer. It, this just raises Shulman Uno up to that level that he raised, he being Will Ospreay, raised up uh, Yoda Suji. So now, to me, you know, you have two of the three musketeers, quote-unquote. You know, you look at them differently. You're probably going to look at them differently moving forward. I was a Shota Umino fan. This just was like, okay, at some point, he's going to be world champion. Do just you like, think that Shota Umino should have gone over here? Hell no. Hell no. No, this was perfect. This was perfect. Zach, what do you he couldn't think? Couldn't have done any better. No, I don't think so, because he, got, he achieved the same thing that he would have achieved in a win. Um even in the loss. So uh, at that point, would, would it have been the over. cherry on top of the cake? Yeah. But if Almost this, playing it too slow. If this means we're bringing back the Intercontinental Championship, and then, then just so fucking be it. Show the Umino, and then you have a rematch at Wrestle Kingdom and no, have Show the Umino no, go over again. No, you. Then let Will Ospreay go wrestle no, Shelton Benjamin no. over on uh, main event. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was about to say, give him the pencil. You have Will Ospreay win this Wrestle Kingdom match. And then if you want to have Shota Umino come back and win it, fine. But it, just let this thing play itself out. The post-match with David Finley, I'm not going to lie. I got to go mad. <laughs> I'm like, who the fuck is this shit? What the fuck is going on? And this is coming from a David Finley fan. So that's how good he he got me in because I was so, like, invested in the moment. I'm waiting, you know, you should see Moxley and Yeah, I, but I, I do not want to see a triple threat between those three guys at Wrestle Kingdom. I don't want to see it either, but I get it. At least it makes sense. You're not – you were going to get, at least in my head, Moxley and Osprey were getting ready to be like, okay, motherfucker, let's do this shit. And David I Finley mean, fucks it up, that's, so that's why that's we can't better, have nice things. That's better than having David Finley in there, though, too. It's, I mean, right, Zach? Somebody's got to eat this pen. Oh, I mean, what's better? Yeah, what's better, a three-way or just a regular match? Will Ospreay, uh, Wrestle Kingdom. No, what would you rather have? That's all I'm asking. I just rather have a straight-up match. Yeah, that uh, that's. I think we all would agree. So it's disappointing. The David Finley thing is disappointing. Somebody's got to oh, eat this pen. I don't think they're leading us to... I didn't, I didn't get the idea they were leading to a three-way. I actually got the idea that they're pushing off the Moxley thing, and it's going to be Finley, and it's Finley, Osprey, and then Osprey's going to lose to Finley because New Japan has to protect their business because Osprey's leaving. I can totally uh, see and that. He might, he might come back every now and then for you know spots just like Omega or whatever, but they he's are. leaving to go get his bag. Those, so two, those two guys. Those two guys had an outstanding match in G1 a few years back. Yep, like a really good. Match. That was that was one of the where times Finley where, went over, and that's where we were kind of like, oh, oh, David Finley, 
You don't say. So yeah, I'm not he going won to, his first three matches. So I'm not going to sit up here and, and shit on David Finley because, I mean, you can bring up the uh, the past episodes and, you know, basically make me look like an ass. I'll just say this. Again, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll just say, like I said, I got totally worked in the moment of Will giving respect, Shota giving respect. Yeah, they moved this. on from it a little quick. It was Tony Khan-esque, but I was like, okay, shit, we going to do this thing? Let's do this thing. So I, don't fuck around. Right. But that's fine. Ultimately, we should be talking about the match, though, because the match was incredible. This was a five-star match. I'll go this, I'll, at least for in my head that I can think of right away, Omega 2 is the best Will Ospreay match I've seen this year. Then Omega 1, ZSJ, Shota Umino, and then you can go from there. That's exactly the order that I have it in. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So I haven't seen John uh, Josh Alexander from Impact. That's the one I'm. that's supposed to be, you know, another ridiculous. Oh, I watched that. Right? No, you haven't. It hasn't come out I yet. Thought, oh, they haven't I had thought, it yet. No, it's it's on. They've done the match, but they haven't put it on TV. Oh, yet. no spoilers. I'm not. I don't need. Well, I know who's going to win, but I haven't seen the match. Eddie Edwards and um, Will Ospreay wrestled. I guess that was last Thursday. Uh, I want to sneak that Joker in. It's just, it's Will Ospreay's world. Man, we're just living in it. Um. I heard Sonata was dead the other night. I heard the crowd was dead for Sonata. Um, the Sonata Naito thing, I don't know if it's going to work. I don't. Th- it's going to work because there's really only one way you can end this, and I think this is kind of a referendum to the Sonata title run, where it it could have went one way, where he went through the Lij route, which I thought we all could have all thought he was going to go, and then. You know, Jungle Boy was weird. Um, evil oh, yeah. just doesn't work. Forgot about Jungle Boy. Um, Jesus. So, I mean, yeah, it was just, it was a, they, I'll give them, I'll give New Japan the credit as a fan. Winning over Akata is something I'll always remember. I'll give you that. You had the balls to pull the trigger. But the same thing I said about Willow Nightingale, it's, I'll say that about Sonata. It's the follow-up. Look forward to a lot more New Japan talk on Band from Ringside. <laughs> this is Band from Ringside. <laughs> I'd say, guys. <laughs> I'd say, PSP's coming out next week, bitch. That's going to do it for our three count. One, two, three. All right, odds and ends. We've been talking forever, so we're gonna, I'm just going to run through some big ones. Uh, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams have a confrontation at the end of NXT. Lexus King comes out and ruins it. Um, they really didn't tell us anything. They said more questions than answers. It's like, they, there's, it's all the same questions. They didn't do anything. What do you think about it, Jason? Milk it, milk it, milk it. It made me wait until... Uh, into <laughs> the end of NXT, you know what I'm saying? So I mean, that scenario, it it had me invested. They made that joke. You waited. And I'm like, okay, what time is it? Shit, it's all, okay. Come on, motherfucker. You know, feed the cast. All right, let me get this shit together. So in that scenario, it's working, and they didn't give you much. Sure. 
they gave you enough to give you more questions and answers. It was perfect. I mean, Carmelo Hayes staring into the camera at the mm-hmm. very end. Like, yeah, nah, you little bastard. A, a little, <laughs> you did it, didn't you? That was a little general hospital for me, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was an as the world turns shit. Like, you did it, didn't you? Maybe he did it. It's it's enough to give me questions, and that's perfect. Uh, what you think about it, Zach? I forgot to watch it next team. I would have watched it. <laughs> I mean that's that's really it. I mean, bring it back, bring it back. Unprofessional I, bullshit I did needs like, to come back until we get a fucking resolve on this like, nonsense. I did like Noam Dar and Tazawa in the Heritage Cup match. I did. I thought that was good, man. I, was I did it. watch all three hours of Raw. Look at you. <laughs> and what do you think about Raw, Zach? What stood out? Oh, the main event was awesome. Same as Amy and Seth Rollins on TV. Yep. It was awesome. No, uh, it was really good. No bullshit. All bullshit aside. The rest of it, um, it was a really terrible battle royal. Um, really couldn't have given two shits about uh, the majority of the show, but I was thankful for that uh, main event. Yeah, the main event was good. We're getting a War Games match. Uh, at least it's between like guys that hate each other and not Raw and SmackDown right now, right? Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, uh, Judgment Day versus Seth Cody. Um, shit. Forgot the other two. Uh, Jay. Let me ask you this. Would you rather it be a... Would you rather it Sammy be Zane, a standard Survivor Series match than more games? A traditional Survivor Series match? No, I mean... Because I would. I, I want to see it, a Survivor Series match more than more games. This is, yeah. this could be do either... I, or, I don't know. You, you don't even like it. You don't even really like Survivor Series like I do. If there was a secondary, I don't like I mean, if there was right. a secondary storyline that wasn't Raw versus SmackDown, you can do a tradi- traditional five on five Survivor Series like that. I would be down for it. This angle, Judgment Day versus Sammy, Cody, Jay, it, it's gotten to that point where yeah, it needs a blow off. Two Beers been crying for it for the last three or four weeks. Here you go. War games. All right. That Put Ricochet in it. No, 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 no. Hell no. no. I want to see guys flying around. I don't know that he's going to be wrestling for a minute. Yeah, they said he wasn't supposed to kick out. Yeah, did he got say crocked his head. Yeah. He's probably on the shelf for a little he bit. He got his bell rung. Mm-hmm. He wasn't that smart to begin with. <laughs> God damn, you ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> and... Man, put some, man, sorry, Ricochet. <laughs> I know you just got your bell wrong. Now you just oh got down, God. down, player. <laughs> Go find Zach. <laughs> He's in Portland, Oregon. Oh what you doing, Jason? No, never mind. We got it on the uh, text thread. It's fine. We'll just, hey, Ricochet, I'll, we'll just sit you up on uh, DM you that uh, address. That, Don't worry about it. Man, I think that's the funniest thing Zach's ever said. <laughs> no, no, it is not. <laughs> oh, that, is, that is very, very tame. Oh, there's been some gems. <laughs> okay. That's a minus one on the Zach. Really funny. Hey, get well soon, Ricochet. <laughs> um, Come find me, but let me get my vaccine booster before you do. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Stop! All right, that's enough, Solo. That's enough. That's twenty spikes. That's enough. Stop that. Last shit. week, Paul White. This week, Ricochet. <laughs> <laughs> Just catching, catching him from BFR. <laughs> 
guys are really kicking him when he's down. Jesus Christ. <laughs> What'd you say about my mom? Uh, and then uh, NXT is going to be on the CW. I don't understand what the CW is. It, do you, is it terrestrial television? It's Channel 11, whatever. It's not cable? Is. I, I, I believe it is whatever our channel, local Channel 11 is. Man, NXT is going to... NXT is going to get so popular if they put it on regular TV and not cable. Man, okay. It is going to get so popular. It is, like, ridiculous, like, fucking pink and purple everywhere. Like, fucking kids are going to love that shit. Can you imagine if they put it... Can you imagine if they put it before or after uh, nationally football televised games? No, they haven't. They like inside the NFL is on the CW or something. Yeah, yeah. is it? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, shit. I don't know. It's gonna it's gonna blow up. What were you gonna say? Three beer. Oh, I just said to be kids wearing Chase U t shirts. Oh yeah, man. It will blow the fuck up. I was just gonna say it this. is like perfect for like seventeen year olds. I know we were giggling about Billy Corgan and the the coke incident on the table and apparently they had this deal and this was uh probably the deal breaker to do it i wanted to go if there was a time machine i want to go back to that creative moment where they're like okay this is what we're gonna do on the pay-per-view and everybody's like oh this sounds like a good idea i didn't see it i only heard about it so like they had like the announcers had like a white bag that are a bag of white powder no 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 so the announced team is separate from where this quote-unquote party is and the announced team is like yeah you know father james mitchell's over there in the corner and they're over there partying you can see they're passing like apparently you know a bottle of jack let's just call it jack and everybody's hitting the jack and you on the table you see literally lines of a white substance on the table and motherfuckers are just diving in i'm just like what the fuck is think think ray leota R.I.P. <laughs> hey, just diving in. The, the commentary team is just, you know, basically telling the story. Uh, they, they lost. And, it and, was and, supposed to be funny? I'm trying to get the vibe. I don't know what it was supposed to be. It's, it was wacky. If I'm not mistaken, Murray the Murray Man Murray put it on wacky. Friends of BFR. And you could go back and watch this and judge for yourself whether you think it's funny, not funny, or whatever the case may be. The backstory is... Father James Mitchell and this group of people apparently lost this match, and they were going to take out their troubles and frustrations on national TV with drugs and alcohol. Now, I'm not going to sit up here and obviously say, you know, don't do drugs and alcohol. Not my, Look, motherfucker, you know better than that. All I will say is, if you're going to do that shit, don't do that shit on national TV after you just got a seven-figure deal. They weren't, they weren't really doing it, though, were they? It doesn't matter. I, I'm just trying. I just don't understand, I guess. <laughs> I don't think they were, no, but even if I you think, were. I think that... I even think they wasn't. I think WWE heard that the CW was in the wrestling business, and they were like, listen, we'll do NXT with you. Fuck NWA. And then NWA had that Coke thing, and that was a good enough excuse for the CW to be like, you know what? We're going to go with these guys. No, the, the NWA deal was done. Then they did the Coke deal. It was literally like within... They signed the deal, and it was like everybody was like, "Oh, sis, we going national? Let's do this check, shit." Checks in the mail. Let's let's go. Let's go. Because it wasn't announced. It was just rumored. So it wasn't like a signed done deal because it was not. It wasn't announced by CW. It wasn't even announced by NWA. Billy Corgan just said, 
he had a deal with a top 20 station and then people were speculating it was cw you know what billy so corgan was- figured out uh-oh. The, world the world is, is a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, you hear me? I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> we coming in singing, we going out singing. <laughs> I'm going That's down. exactly right, Zach. That's, That's what the world said to him. That's even, what he figured out. Let's just say it wasn't a seal deal and it was rumored to be true. My point still stands. A probably shouldn't have been doing it on on national TV on a pay per view. You know what I'm saying? Real fake or different? Do I get the CW? Yes, it's it's basic. It's basic. I can get it on my Roku. It's yes, you should be able to. I don't see why you wouldn't. If you get (laughs) just kidding, you know I fuck with Riverdale. (laughs) (laughs) If you get ABC, CBS, whatever that local channel is, that's what it is. Uh, right on. Uh, anything else to say about this? God, I, would, I, I just... think uh, I think WBD owns like twelve and a half percent of CW, which is kind of interesting. Fucking, we got Jim Cramer, dude. Yeah, we got to come our, up. He's our economics guy. Yeah, we got to. He always knows yeah. what's up with the economics of everything. Yeah, we got to figure out this nickname. It is such a That's, fucking that, swerve from Zach. That is our. <laughs> Six week goal. We're gonna come up with a new nickname when he comes up with this economic. You think you twist. know it, dude? And then all of a sudden he becomes. Well, like you a- know, there, <laughs> Mr. Bell. I was reading the Chronicle the other day, and Mo- motherfucker reads. I was reading the Chronicle the other day. <laughs> what the fuck is this, dude? I got this new TED Talk on Audible, and I just think we could passively aggressively go a different route here. <laughs> Three beer. Such a swerve, man. Such a wrinkle to him, oh, you know. Shit. He contains uh, he contains multitudes. It was a it was a seventy percent increase in rice values. Uh, so. <laughs> now that you jokers are done fucking with me, let me finish my thought. <laughs> Everybody, we got some birthdays this week. So uh we have a couple special birthdays this week. We have Bo's daughter, Quinn, is seven. Seven. Seven today, right? Yesterday. And Jason, you said Brett's birthday is? Brett Jagger's birthday is? It's today, actually. So, yeah, that's uh shouted out to him early this morning or whatever because, I'm, you know, motherfucker didn't sleep. But um, I don't even ask. I, I have no idea. I also have a birthday this week. On Wednesday, I will be 44 years old. Chris Jericho is 53. Pete Dunn is 30. Cowboy Bob Orton, 73. Ryback, I should have said Ryback toast intolerant. Ryback oh, is 42. Damn. Best opportunity. 42. Peyton Royce is 31. Leo Rush is 29. 29. Disco Inferno is 55. Tanahashi, 47. Sun- Sunil Singh, who we saw the other night as part of the Bollywood Boys, is 39. Right? Yeah. Or... Yo, Man, you, I yo, just, you, I just, when you shot up there, I was like, ooh, was I just racist? And no, I got no. them mixed up with somebody else? No, 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 no. You're, you're totally right. And like I said, it, the funny part is I, I brought them up. Like, you know, the last time I saw them is, you know, Randy Orton was throwing one of them jokers off the table. And the next thing you know, they're on fucking uh, Dynamite. I'm like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Sunil Singh is 39. La Parka. 
I'm going I think, Canadian. <laughs> I think Leparka's alive. Uh, 58. He's alive. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's still in Mexico. What'd you say, Zach? Nobody wants to. I said he is still alive. Uh, he's a huge draw in Mexico, but nobody wants to hire him because he's like such a fucking pain in the ass to work with. But uh, I love still, that about uh, Leparka. I don't watch MLW anymore. Okay. I know he's not Canadian. It's dead, alive, or Canadian. The Canadian <laughs> is the safety. Right. You know, that's my safety. Oh, no, yeah. I know. I, no, oh, he's fucking with me. <laughs> Albert, I know he's not Canadian. Shit. You think a parker sounds Canadian? Albert is 51. I asked Jason, I ask you this every single year. Do you remember what Albert's name was when he came back as the guy from Japan? And he had that Japanese name. Do you remember what his name was? Lord Tenzai. Tenzai. Very good. Uh, Albert Horrible is 51. Horrible. Just I kind of liked it. Oh, come on. Kalisto uh, is 37. And then sharing a birthday with me on November the 15th is a pretty good trio. Macho Man Randy yeah. Savage would have been 61. Shima is 46. And Tegan Knox is 29. And never forget about Old Dirty Bastard. Also, uh, I celebrated birthday with. So, with that being said, the five of you should be Survivor Series team. <laughs> Me, old dirty bastard, Red, Randy Savage, Shima, and Tegan Knox. That's a fucking great idea. Give that man the, the pencil. pencil. <laughs> everybody know we, we know all stars. Hey, everybody, we know there's t- tons of podcasts to listen to. So we appreciate you guys listening to our podcast. For Bo, for Check. Jerry, for Check. my beautiful family and all my pets, for Tender Mahal, for Check. Patriot Pat, Check. for Lucha Chris, Check. for Murray the Murray Man Murray, Check. for Three Beers Act Palmer, Check. for Jason Cornelius, bitches. Black Lives Matter, Check. support your local Check. weed dealers. I'm Check. Bill Vegan, Booty Heels. Boo! Boo! Bitch.